It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. Ex Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they chest, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he say he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So out a long frown, a man harm from a four pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Roho This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woe, and we so so. Sitting with the flow, somebody called a robo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame, just to go broke. You said that I had the rap game and a show card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope. Don't gotta think a damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Check Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here. And. Uh, so currently I am in the middle of a, uh, well, we're coming to a close of a seven day gauntlet of podcasting, uh, either on my own shows. And then yesterday I was on the nerd off for like three hours, um, with shitty internet connection. Cause, uh, we had this wind here. Um, but it's only fitting that I began this, uh, podcasting gauntlet this week and I'm going to end it, uh, with the guests I have today, uh, tomorrow when we do, uh, Agent of Shield, Arrow, and then I'm gonna be on UD Pod. I got my man, D Palm. What's going on, man? How you doing? I would like to announce that I am effectively on the show. The world did not end this week, though. Next week being episode 600, just like if you're gonna cash out a 401k, next week's the time to do it. Oh wait, wait! Announcement on that one. You have a break. You have a reprieve. We're, we're delaying Ooh. it one week because uh, a wrinkle in time is coming. Is it a reprieve, or are you letting more bullshit happen for two weeks? Uh... <laughs> Touche. Good point. Good. Good point. No, uh, we're we're doing a, a wrinkle in time. Uh, we're, we decided last minute to do a wrinkle in time meetup, uh, and so Phenom's coordinating that. So it's around the same time we were going to do a show. So I just said, "Hey, fuck it." You know, it gives me more time to enjoy hanging out with everybody who's going to come out with us, and uh, we're going to do episode seven uh, six hundred on the seventeenth. It'll be. Uh, Phenom, Rod, and Karen will be on that that show, so it's going to be great. It's not, it's going to be the not for loco podcast podcast. So uh, <laughs> not the non for loco podcast for local podcast party. So uh, it'll be fun. But um, yeah, uh, the show leading into that, uh, there's nobody else I would rather have on here uh, than Deepa. Like, we talk an insane amount of time. And I, don't think people understand that. <laughs> I tell everyone, I said, look, the person I talk to outside of my wife. Is Chris? It's the person I don't do most in the world. No, seriously. And uh, y'all just happen to listen in to most of these conversations. 
I mean, seriously, it's it's when you think about it, it's absurd. Um, let's see, it was two hours on Monday for the Sinister review. Yep. Then we had another hour, hour and a half. Because it's always like 15 to 20 minutes beforehand, before we even start the shows. Oh, we always Wednesday. bullshit. Like, yeah, right. yeah. We always just mm-hmm. – it's wild because we talk to each other all the time, but we still have stuff to catch up about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We for, we forget. Like, we started this show 20 minutes. This is why we don't want to do shows live right now. Like, I can actually start doing live shows again because uh, I now have the hardware to do it. Uh, I don't because we end up doing things like we talked for like 20 minutes before we even got started on this. We were talking about our dogs. Like, <laughs> it's just like I looked at it and I was like, oh, man, we should probably get the show started at some point. Uh, <laughs> and then tomorrow, like I said, we're going to do Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and Arrow are back. And then you know, you're like, oh, so you want to do this UD pod? I'm like, fuck it. Why not? So it's just, yeah, man, we talk, we, we talk, we talk about it's not, and it's not just like we talk about the comic book stuff. It's so many things we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's absurd. Like we 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 actually talk, before we talked about the dogs, I think we were talking about houses. <laughs> so right. we talked about houses and dogs, and then we finished on comic books. It's just there's so much going on, man. Uh, but like you said, it's 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 one of the things that I have grown to love about podcasting is I I now have people that I become close with through just honestly just talking like this. Cause I don't talk to people normally. I right. don't. People are like, oh, you must like. If people ask me what are you talking about podcasts, I'm like a lot of stuff you should listen to it. Like, I, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm, I, I need to be better about self promotion, but like, it's so wild because people assume. That, and I, I guess I am a very outgoing person, but at the same time, this is the extent of the talking I really do during the day. Like, I talk to you, I talk to my wife, and then I'll text you. Or like, if someone calls me on the cell phone, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh, god, just it's text, worse. Just text me. <laughs> the worst, and people like. Call, like here's the and it's like everything like so <laughs> once again i say things on the podcast and i know my girlfriend hears this and so she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna then text me about this but there are times when i end up having to call a auntie but i only do it either if i can't text at the time or she's been she's she she's been ignoring the text so i want to make sure she's still alive so i'll call and it's just like <laughs> and it's just like and as soon as i hear the voice i'm like okay you were asleep it's fine okay i just want to make sure you're breathing I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and, and you what it is. I was, I was some uh, stand up, maybe the new Chris Rock. Our fr- our parents would say goodbye to their spouse at eight in the morning, and not talk to them again until they got home. Yeah. Like, you're right. Like, I've had times where I'm like, hey, like if Susan takes too long to get home, sometimes like if I'm driving home from somewhere and I take too long to getting home, or if I stop somewhere. Susan gets worried, partially because I'm a black man driving a car in America. Oh, partially just because it's one of those things that, like, we're conditioned now to expect things to happen on a certain schedule or a check-in at a certain time, and we kind of drive ourselves kind of crazy. You're right. Like, I want to make sure she's alive. Oh, she gets one of these texts. It could be literally hundreds of things. But first things first, let's make sure you got a, let's make sure there's a pulse. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you breathing? All right, cool. i just making sure you were alive. Right. Well, we'll deal with the rest. Are you, are you alive? I need confirmation. I, there was one time, if something weird happened to, because we both have iPhones, so something weird happened to her iMessage. You know, iMessage sometimes can just get, can get janky. So um, we had actually gone like a couple days not talking. And so I was fine. And it's just, again, because in, in today's society, sometimes you're just like, oh, it, it, it's, not, it's not as serious sometimes as it can be. So I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. And then I went and checked on, on like, like, I was like, make sure she was on Twitter. So I like, didn't see. I was like, huh, what's going on? So finally, I just like, can I, again, I hadn't called, right? I had done every, like, I checked everything else but calling. I, I was texting. I checked Facebook. And then I checked Twitter. And then finally, I was like, oh, well, I guess I could call. 
So then I called, and she was like, he was like, what up? I was like, oh, uh, I think your iMessage is broken, because I've been trying to send you messages to think we got it back. <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, nothing. I was also just making sure you're alive. Yeah, I'm just making sure you're alive. That's what I was saying. That. Yeah, right. be like, oh, I thought you died. Right. <laughs> I had a brief moment. Where I was like, huh. Yeah. I may have lost her. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it's a funny thing because I remember when um, email got started and even with like, I guess, or later, I guess now with texting and stuff like that, the whole stigma was, oh, you guys don't know how to, you, you were looting, we're losing how to communicate. And the reality, and that's how it always is when we have these new technology and this new new way of, of doing things. People always think that it's the death of something else and it's the end of of something bad. But the truth of the matter is we now communicate more and with more people than we ever had before. Now They did you, some study where we're the most, this is the most literate generation ever because of text and email because everyone has to read. Like, seriously, I, I it's... I, I'm doing twenty thousand other things. But if you send me a text, you send me an email or something like that. I can I can still keep up that communication and go. If I'm at work, you you do a G chat. We can chat through Gmail while I'm actually doing other things. I don't have to sit on the phone with a phone attached to my ear to hear you talk. Doesn't have to worry about downtime and things like that. Like we can communicate that way. Yeah, it's 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 become better. I, it's opened up the like you said this way of having so many more friends now. I I think now if I didn't have the internet. I would be a lonely hermit. <laughs> we probably wouldn't, but I see what you're saying. We'll I would. Also be very I would. Real about this too. A text message I can ignore. Uh, okay, so yes. <laughs> okay, let's be real, real, real <laughs> yeah, like yes. And you keep like, oh, I can get that text. Like you can uh, text messages or a phone call. Like, all right, you're locking. This feels like I want to stand. Like, what? What do you want? Like, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, yes, just yes and no questions, please. Yeah, I, I'm actually glad you mentioned <laughs> that. But that's yes. a leading question. I thought that's the scope, Your Honor. Yes, uh, no, you're absolutely right. Sometimes I just kind of I I don't want to talk to you. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't tell you. You know, and it, it's if, made, if you know me in real life and you're listening to this, I've probably ignored your text at one point or another, and I apologize. It, it, and by apologize, I mean I'm apologizing publicly. I'm going to repeat that action in the future. Oh no, it's going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I feel like this is an honest, safe, maybe not safe place, but an honest place. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, I think that if texting and things were, were in, in email and other forms of nonverbal communication were um, more acceptable in college, I think I might have had better relationships. Because you know how many times I've been like trying to play a game or something like that, and I'm having to listen to the most asinine conversation that I don't care about? Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to beat this last level. But if you just text it to me... <laughs> I can respond anytime, and I can actually give you my full attention. Like I can, I, I can, I can do that. I can give you my full attention in between saves. You know, it's just I, I'm just telling you, it's this makes us better, people. It makes us better. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's gonna be one of those shows again. I, I don't really, um, actually, I, I I don't even have my laptop in front of me, so I'm gonna go grab wanna, that in a second. While he's grabbing his laptop, I want to allow all the listeners a peek behind the podcast curtain. So when you're a guest on Unanimous Decision Podcast, I send you a setup email. I send you our topics for the week. And I let you know, you know, basically the, the, kind of the format and what we're going to go with. Things will change, obviously. The card is always subject to change. Insanity check. Chris just says, we're going to talk now. Like you said, we talked for, what, 20 minutes before about dogs and houses and comic books. And he's like, I guess we should record. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming next. I have no clue what topics he's chosen. 
And I think the last three times I've been on here, he's debuted a segment that I had a problem with. <laughs> Specifically made for you. I don't even know if we brought like, those segments back after that. <laughs> which is the most fucked up part, by the way. Uh, but no, I, I think, but so that's the thing I, I, I like about doing the insanity check because it's my, it's the one show where I don't have to, we can just talk like we can <laughs> find talk. We can find segments and stuff. Like I've tried that, you know, and it's just, it ends up happening so many times is I have all these things laid out and we won't get to it because some other topic comes up and I'm just like, I feel like it's just so much more freer and just to have. Like I said, those conversations with people and and just make it natural and not feel like we have to hit everything and do everything and um and like I said, that's not the show for everything because like when we do, well actually shit no, now I think about it. Actually, this might be every show I do. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, I was about to say I was about to, I was about to really lie and I'm like wait because even like with the character corner, like every now and then we'll kind of share what we read, we'll but like the last. Like, are you reading this? Yeah, okay, so am I. We'll we make sure we're on the same page. I don't think we did that for the last one, though. No, we didn't talk at all. <laughs> that, that, to be fair, the X-Men ones... Yeah, we don't, yeah. We a lot. Like, the X-Men ones literally give me five hours notice so I can just refresh my memory. Yeah, that's right. We we do. We we get. We try to do a little chronological order or stuff like that, but other than that, it's just like, ah, oh, we'll fucking do it. Like, I think we're doing Batman, uh, Batman next weekend, and just like... Okay, yeah. We we're, 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 just tell me where the stopping point is. Yeah, exactly. Because once you pick the stopping point, I'm like, okay, well, I do this year. And and for those who are further behind the curtain, we know generally when there's going to be multiple parts or character work. Mm-hmm. It's not like we come in and we're surprised. We may sound a little surprised, but we're not that surprised. Like Batman, we know it's going to. We know generally where we're going to stop. But yeah, you're right. I think it's interesting because. This is just kind of you and I have, like you said, we've kind of developed a chemistry over the years and a friendship to where we don't have to have these long drawn out. Well, I think we should really spend more time on Bill Finger or da da da. We just know that, kind of how each one of us is wired. You know, I'm thinking about it because when we did when we just did the last one, we didn't. I didn't tell you I was going to go in my uh, Louis Simonson is the greatest <laughs> the greatest thing to happen to X X Factor in forever. I didn't. I didn't tell you I was going to do that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just saying we need to have this conversation right now." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, fuck, then, we'll do it." Of course, I was like, "I love Louis Simonson," <laughs> which I had forgotten to mention. Atlanta native Louis Simonson. Mm, yes, yes, um, yeah. I, I don't. You know what? It, I, I think that you know it's about, and and this to me has always been about like what it is with podcasting. Like, I think the um, the difference between podcasting and radio is I always felt like radio was like talking to you, and I mean by you, I mean the audience, right? It's mm-hmm. Some people come on and they're talking to the audience. To me, podcasts always have been about this. It's been about this having your the audience is listening in on the conversation of whoever's on. And and to me, that's what makes it so much fun. When you have people that um can get along. Like wait until you guys put up the uh we put up the I, I, I almost forgot we had done this. We recorded not uh Deepon wasn't on this, but we recorded our, our Star Trek Discovery one. And so everybody knows that like, if you've been listening to those on Super Tuesday Recap Podcast, uh, you know uh, I have been trolling the doctor about some of the shipping on that show. And so the last episode, every now and then, I just kind of throw some shit in there because I'm an asshole. 
Uh, and then you get to have her reaction to that. And that's what makes the show. That, And it's not me planned. I didn't have like, okay, at this moment, I'm going to I'm gonna say this <laughs> and do this. I'm going to this. No, it's just every now and then I throw it. And sometimes it's literally coming to the tip of my brain as we are talking. So I'm going, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I just say oh, this? It- it's so wild because people tweet me things that I said on the podcast. I'm like, wait, when did I say that? And what was the context? It sounds kind of fucked up in a vacuum. Oh, no. Please clarify. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all the time. It's like people people go back and say, I can't believe Chris just said this. And I'm like, wait, I did? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even go to one. I say, go, uh-oh, oh, right. shit. <laughs> wait, I, I said that? Well, it's wild because I don't think you even know this yet. And this is the first time I'm announcing it on the network. But Don't Talk 3 is recorded. Oh, awesome. And Don't Talk 3 covers the thing that you're talking about. Because I got to sit down with Karen from oh. uh, from Black Eye Chips. Awesome. And we talked about podcasting and some of her insights into kind of what you're talking about. The difference between as radio talking at you, talking, but in podcasts, you kind of want to feel like you're part of the conversation. It's, it's less, hey, here's a bunch of people screaming at you. It's more like, oh, cool. These are my friends who are also at the bar with me. And I'm saying that right now because I am drinking a beer because it is afternoon on Saturday. I mean, it's Saturday. Um, Oh, I mean, duh. Exactly. I'm going to be in my hand. So, but, but I think that's kind of the appeal of podcasts, and particularly our podcasts, is that it's less, oh, let's go get yelled at or, or screamed at by this news source. It's more, let's go sit with our friends and talk and listen to these two idiots talk about literally, Deepom has no idea this week. Huh, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the fun. <laughs> it's part of the fun. You know, when I, when I debut the next the new segment in, in Deep, I'm just like, fuck, what are you? I'm never coming back on the show again. I'm like, yeah, you'll be back on in six weeks. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the crazy shit in the world because every time, because people like, people get mad with like, Deep, I'm on, batting down the hatches, into the world. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> like, uh, like, I get it. Like, yes, things have happened when I've been on the show. I would say this week things went pretty well, fairly well, wellish. Well, you know, so it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually gonna, I was gonna actually broach this topic. And the topic I was gonna say is, I wouldn't know because what I've been doing uh, is. So I guess we'll do it this way. We'll, we'll start with we'll start with this, and then we'll loop back around to something we were talking about before we even got on. Um, so I haven't really been paying attention too much to what's going on. I, mean, I get the overall general idea of uh, you know Trump's America and shit like that. But you know what I've been finding out and what I've been realizing is I feel like I, I can I, – I, and I, I've shut myself off from it for the most part other than getting the most high-level uh, overviews of what's going on because I'm realizing that nobody's really new information. Like I was I was watching something and I, and I haven't turned the TV on and I think it was like Chris Matthews or somebody on MSNBC and they were like, this president, he's – you know, he's, you know, him and his family, they're benefiting from the White House, and it's just, they're making money, and this is, redone. and I'm like, uh, motherfucker, we told you guys that in 2016. Yeah, but the wildest part is watching, like, and I, yeah, you're right, you watch people catch up to things that we already knew, but also, like, watching, like, other people, like, oh, these motherfuckers are going to jail. Like, it's oh, yeah. but, like that, this is a lot worse than certain people thought. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sincerity like, is people be like, like there's some people who are like, I'm legitimately taken aback because it didn't. Like the Carl Icahn thing this week. Was, was, no, was that Carl the one? Icahn sold, are we gonna talk? Are we gonna cover on the show? Yeah, is is that the one who sold? Uh, the, look. Sold off all his steel stocks five days before the tariffs were announced. These motherfuckers are the worst criminals ever. And I had Susan Simpson, another um, alumni of Dope Talk, correct me and say that no, no, you're thinking of these criminals like normal people because I had said. I, every drug dealer I've ever known is smarter than these criminals. She says, you're thinking about normal people 
crime. These people just know that the worst they're going to get is bad PR hit. I said, you're completely right. It's just like if Lex Luthor had a massive brain problem, a brain injury, mm-hmm. or Dr. Doom. Like, Dr. Doom was uh, mentally impaired. This is what it would look like. Yes. Like, you it's... can't really get the – like, Carl Eichen's not going to jail, but he should. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean – and I think that's the thing that 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 um that made me shut it off. So so for you don't know, it's like it was what was it like thirty million? Because there were two things. There, there was his there was his thing, and then there was the the thing about Jared Kushner having like like what like one hundred eighty million dollars in debt or something. He Jared Kushner Jared Kushner is in a lot of financial trouble, and um, Kushner family really. Right, well, the entire Trump family is going to be really honest here. Well, no, 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 I'm saying that the Kushners almost ran out of money because his dad went to jail like 20 oh, yeah. years ago. Like, oh, they, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in a lot less stable ground than the Trump family, which yes. uh, what do you want to say about them? They do have a lot of fucking money. Yes, yes. Um, and so, yeah, so all this stuff is happening. And I'm just like, like I'm you're just like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to go to jail. But you're watching everybody else catch up to this fact of just how fucking nuts this shit is and, and how how crazy this entire situation is. It just got me going, oh, so I can wait. So call me when you guys have caught up completely. Like, call me when you guys realize that. Like, I think the other thing, too, is now uh, I was starting seeing it was um, it was a couple of weeks ago when he had made some comments about immigrants and people were going, hey, um. John Kelly might not be a good guy. And, we're, and I'm like, no shit. No shit. The, the thing is, I wanted to believe Kelly was a good guy because I knew people who served under him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, he was always good with me. And him and Mattis, too. They was like, look, he was always good with me. Da, da, da. And I was thinking, maybe just maybe this is someone outside making him, forcing him into the White House. Trump maybe didn't pick him. Wrong again, kids. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. It just, uh, at this point, it's just like, it's, it's you know what you're getting. And so I have been able to avoid the hair on fire things that have been happening, and I've been riding the Black Panther wave because, like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. Like, every, 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 like, to me, as far as I'm concerned, this is, I hate to say it, this is the new normal. Like, yeah. the whole thing with Trump announcing the tariffs before anybody, before the White House had any, or any, anybody in his administration had any, like, uh, uh, actual message on what was going on, and, and basically, I mean, not, I don't want to sound too hyperbolic about it, but like starting a trade war by just saying it. That's not hyperbolic. That's what happened. Right. I'm just like, uh, well, so it's, so it's Friday. Well, okay. And the, the, the reports that he started the trade war because he's mad about everything else yes. that's happening around. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so Friday. Okay. Like, <laughs> this is like, yeah. I, I hate to be that way, but I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, oh, this is normal. This is what he does. Anytime the news tightens up and gets closer, or he's getting some bad press, he lashes out. This is like clockwork at this time. Call me when we've all realized this and we start doing something about like somebody. And when I say us, I mean the media. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I'm just the, the Congress. In case they try to bring back slavery. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I see yeah. Only paying this close attention. I'm like, look, I, they're idiots, but they might be back slavery. I feel like I should be watching the news if that happens. Oh, no, no. Like, like I said, that, that Roy Moore thing had me. I was watching that intently because I was like, this motherfucker about to bring back slavery. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this flashpoints you're watching really closely. Huh. Yeah, this is like, wait a minute. We're talking about here. Let's, slavery. Let's just make sure. Okay, we're good. All right. Barely, but we're good. 
I'm talking about. Yeah, Roy Moore. Oh, by the way, Roy Moore is now um, asking for money. In oh, Alabama I had that. Because... Say that. Say that. We got oh, that. Okay. Oh, we, we got that. That was that was great. Cause I, I want to get my thoughts and praise oh. on that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna come back to this this stuff with uh, this is the crazy shit that's happening around this. But I wanted to first start with, uh, I, like I start every show. I've been starting every show since it's come out. Um, I believe uh, Black Panther's now passed eight hundred million dollars worldwide. So um, three weeks, three weeks. Looking I at, told all of you so. Yeah, like I want. I and that, that's the other thing that's coming out. I may have psychic powers. <laughs> we'll talk about that more on another podcast. But I'm I'm coming to the group that maybe just maybe I can affect the fabric of reality. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Eight hundred million dollars still going strong. It still hasn't opened in China. So it opens in China next week. I think the ninth is when it opens in China. So um, yeah, it's 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 going to hit a billion. It's gonna hit a billion. It's three weeks. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, oh, honestly, it could like because I think what happens is with films. I think a lot of people forget how long films stay in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like we we've been conditioned to only really care about. Honestly, we've really been conditioned to only care about a film until it drops out of number one. That's what happened with 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 uh, Spider Man Homecoming. People were all, is it a not people? Screen Rant was oh, was it gonna be a is it a flop? Blah 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 because it didn't win. It's second weekend because it had it split the weekend with um, War for the Planet of the Apes, but the film had legs. hadn't opened in China, and as you know, it becomes the second highest grossing Spider-Man film that they've ever had, and probably the highest grossing uh, Sony film in years. Uh, well, actually, in late, late, until they did um, Jumanji, which is still a surprise hit for me. Uh, they're gonna ruin that. I need to watch it. Apparently, it's good. No, it is good. It is good. It's it's probably the best video game movie that's ever been done. Low bar, but I'll take it. Uh, is a low bar, but it's it it's it it it's so good it made me realize that they're gonna fuck up the sequel <laughs> because they're not gonna understand why they won on this one and they won on this one because it's not it's not a good story. No, the cast is great though. Like each of those characters playing, you know, basically the opposite of themselves. So you know, the Rock is looks like the Rock, but he's playing, you know, a skinny white kid. <laughs> you know, it's. It's it's good. It's it's, it's so it, it, it's it's excellent. So, um, but um, yeah, they did they did that one really well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean these films these films have legs. Like Coco, people were like, oh well, it's not gonna make a lot of money, but it's at. Uh, let me see what the I think the final box office for Coco was like seven hundred and seventy million dollars. Yeah, yeah, seven oh, seven, seven 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 forty made seven forty. Oh, <clears throat> oh shit! Okay. So it's just like, yeah, um, you got You got to think about how long these films stay th- in theaters, and they start creeping up and adding that money in. So yeah, no, this film is pretty much guaranteed to make a billion, at least. It's gonna make more than that. So yeah, um, and it's just amazing. And you know what's been getting me though is watching all the press and the videos, like mm-hmm. watching. I don't know if you saw the the video with uh, the Jimmy Fallon video where uh, Chadwick Boseman surprised people. I've been meaning to watch it. I didn't get a chance. Yesterday. Oh man, it's so good. He's like this is behind. He's behind the curtain, and they're talking to a poster of the Black Panther poster, talking about what the the film means to him. And after a while, he comes around the corner to start saying something to them, and they start freaking out. It's it's so good. Uh, I just saw a video that Lapita posted. It was like her, Angela Bassett, and somebody else, and they, it might have been Denia. They they all. Went and surprised a theater full of people who wouldn't see the film. Like, it's just been like seeing the joy of this cast and seeing 
the people's joy and everything like that, man, it's you get a tear, man. You get you get some tears for me because it's just it feels good, and we have not seen anything like this before. And, and we're gonna um, see it again in a couple weeks or in a week. Yeah, with uh, a regular time. I just did you see I'm, what? So I'm more excited for that than I was. That I, I I've only seen Black Panther once. Still, I think I'm gonna go see it again tonight. Um, but yeah, I I, I I'm gonna see regular time more than once probably. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. Did you um, <clears throat> did you see uh, what Ava put out on her Twitter? She she put out that um she wanted she asked Disney to put a. Uh, oh. Do a screener, uh, do the first public screener in Compton, and apparently, because again, you know how they they treat black people. Uh, and I don't mean Disney; I mean just in, in like the way things are. There's no good theaters or no theaters in Compton. So what Disney did yeah. is they went to a community center and they turned it into a theater, and they packed it. And dog, like <laughs> Disney is doing that shit where they they know it's like yo, we're gonna. We're gonna put our. We're, we're not gonna just say it. We're gonna put our backing behind it, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bet on this stuff. And holy hell, man, it's working. It's working, man. Like that shit was that. It was. She was like, "Yo, the sound was great. The screen was great. They went all out to make sure it could happen." And yo, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You know, um, it's it. Oh man, just. I, I I just I just feel so great about this. Then 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 on top of all of that, then they move the Infinity War uh, opening date up a week. <laughs> like why they do that? Because they fucking can. Next question. I I, I was seeing some, there was some articles saying oh, this is you know I mean I know everybody's happy, but you know think about what this does to other studios and other films are coming out. I'm like all those films that were coming out, they suck. It was an Amy Schumer film that nobody was going to watch, and something else. It's like yo. Let's be honest here. None of those films were going to be fucking good. So fuck them. They just saved a bunch of very, very um, accommodating significant others from having to sit through an Amy Schumer movie. Yeah, fuck that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to get me upset about that. That Amy Schumer's next film, like the last few films she's done, have sucked. That Amy Schumer's next fucking film was like it, it was never going to do well at the box office anyway. So who gives a fuck? Like, sorry, like make make you know what if you if you don't want Infinity War or any of these other films stepping in on your fucking weekend and you're worried about that, make a better fucking film. Chris, we don't want them to dance in the end zone. Then don't let them score. Next question. Like I'm sorry. Like that's it. Make a better film. And I'm saying this after sitting having to sit through Red Sparrow this week and fucking Death Wish. Fuck. Is that Death Wish that bad? Yes. Damn it. Here's I want to turn my brain off. No, because here's the thing. It's hard to turn your brain and we'll talk about this later on when we talk about some of the, the stuff with gun control and stuff like that, but it is when I, the title I have on YouTube is true. It is an, uh, a Make America Great Again NRA wet dream. It's a white guy who lives out in the burbs who comes in to the city to kill people yeah, the main bad guys who killed his family are white, but everybody else is brown and black that he deals with. It is the he learns no fucking lesson. And worst of all, get, take all the problematic shit out. You think it's not even good action. It's not even See, good. And, that's, and you know what? It's Honestly, not... you the only place you lost me was not good action. Because the movie you just described is also 
um, John Wick. It's also Man on Fire. Like, I, I, I can be okay so, with so, a lot of this shit. So, so here's I the thing. can turn my brain off if your action's entertaining. No, so here's the thing. And, and I've thought about that because I mentioned that in my review. It's not. It's, it's not. Even outside the action stuff. And that's, it's and not, that's the sin. It, it, even outside the action, it's not like Man on Fire. It's not like John Wick. And the reason why is, and John Wick, like, yeah, it's a revenge movie. I mean, the, they killed his dog and he goes, and it's ridiculous. But it still feels like the entire concept of it still kind of feels separated like ridiculous there are parts of this film like literally at one point he goes into he you know how he learns how to shoot a gun how watch his youtube videos oh shit yeah no you can't do that he watches youtube videos he no, um can't do this. the the this um, is basically a school shooter starter kit oh no it is it is it is, it is a hundred percent this is how white males get radicalized and my my thing is you would never see this kind of film if you replace it with a black man who was going out and, and trying to kill, you know, let's say, you know, the KKK members who, who came and murdered his family. I should you, I should replay Mafia 3. That's a good point. Yeah. It, it's just it, that's that's where it lost me is that they try to make it too real. The entire time you have uh, the way they try to separate themselves from the morality of it all. They all have like real live radio hosts in Chicago. First of all, it's based in Chicago. So another thing. Fuck you. Um, Cause they're doing the whole Chicago thing about terrible Chicago is, but then this guy lives out in the fucking burbs, you know, hey, upper class white city, guy. Um, tell me city John Wick is based in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's yeah. not in a real city. Cause it's, why would you base it in reality? You weird fucks. Yeah. So Ugh. it's like, they make it, they make it too real. And that's why, you know, it's not, it's not one of these things where you're like, Oh, okay. This is definitely not reality. This is not, I mean, think about it. John Wick involves, a secret community of, of assassins who have their own structure and hierarchy, right? It's just like, it's a, it's a thing that you're like, well, if this really happened, this is really real. Fuck. We're, we're all fucked, but we you know, you it's not real. Right. The exchange of pure gold coins. Yeah. Right. It's John Wick is a documentary, sir. Yeah, John, 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 John Wick. It's happened in real time. I'm sorry. John, John Wick is real life. Mario brothers. They trading gold coins and everybody gets hit on the head. <laughs> right. Dude. Um, but no, this, this one is just, it's like they're, they're, he goes to a gun shop and their gun shop is just feels like that NRA kind of gun shop. It's like where they had the, the pretty white, white chick trying to sell you guns and get, it's just, it just feels so icky. And the fact that they, they 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 delayed it after the Vegas shooting, only to put it out this week, where it's two weeks removed from the <laughs> Parkland shooting, and then another shooting this week. In they, their defense, there's never a week that's not oh no. near a major shooting. Oh no, there's not. There's not. No, there's never. Yeah, you know, it's like you should never make something. I mean, that's, there's no there's no good time. Like the Matrix would never have come out based on that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, and remember, the Matrix had push comes Columbine. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember, Columbine, Columbine changed my life. Yeah. So Columbine, and those of you who are, I guess, younger than, than me may not have clear memories. I was in eighth grade when Columbine happened. Um, they canceled our school day. They sent all of us home. We were off school for, I think, the rest of the week. Because it was just such, such a traumatic event. And it dominated the news headlines. One of my pledge class president in college was a freshman at Columbine when it happened. He was in the library. He jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't – and now it happens, and within 48 hours, you've got people saying, these kids are faking it. 
These are actors. These kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There are a lot of things that there are a lot of things to parse out about the reaction in this country, but first and foremost is survivors should be fucking listened to. You 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 more this is the party of morality, remember? These are the moral police. Mm-hmm. These are the ones who will tell you that they've got the moral high ground on X, Y, and Z, but are now telling you that not listen to kids who watch their friends be shot to death. Yep. And so Yeah. And and so that's the world that they made Death Wish in. And they there's no at no point and so beyond the, the bad action, beyond the the problematic themes, the end of the movie, there's no real realization. Basically what happens is the white guy kind of gets it out of his system and the cops let him go. There's no You feel better, Chad? I sure do. Thanks, Bill. I mean, that's that's the message this and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, no. I'm there are I, I'm one of the people that believes you can take a constant like I'm still one of the people that believe that you know, Confederate could be good. I am. I, I, I believe that I believe that any I believe if you get the right there's no, there's no real truly horrific ideas, there's execution. Exactly. And to me, you could do a death wish uh that may good. The first thing you do is you don't make it a white guy. That's that's the first step. Not, not in twenty eighteen. Not in twenty eighteen. You don't make Sorry, it a white guys. guy. Can't do it. Can't do it that way. You know what? Even better, you make it a woman. You know, to take away the idea because, you know, hey, look, like that just like there's so many different ways they could have done it. But Eli Roth and them, they didn't. They didn't care about that. They didn't think it through. And they just wanted to kind of relive. Like, and I think this the, the, to me, Death Wish symbolizes a lot of stuff that happens in, in this country in particular. And it's people wanting to relive the past and not think about the future. And not reckon with how that what that past actually means. Right. Like again, you can make a Death Wish film in twenty eighteen and make it good, but if you're using the past as your model for that and not learning from the past, then you're not gonna make a good film. You're not going to. You, you it's not you're it's you're not gonna sell. And and so what you get is you get these these films that come out or you get these people doing these things and they're half assed and then they get upset when when they fake like I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen because before our screener uh that happened there's a video that had Eli Roth come on and was asking people to, uh, if they enjoyed the movie, to go ahead and use the hashtag. And then he was like, and he ended with, well, if you didn't enjoy it, just don't, don't say anything. Just shut the fuck up because I want to get the weekend for the money. I'm like, that, I thought you were going to, I thought they were going to, when they played his video at the beginning, I was like, I thought they were going to have it, have him make a comment about gun violence in America, which is normally <laughs> what you see. And I'm like, you kind of, Kind of at least have to give lip service. Right. And I'm like, oh, you didn't do that. So what's going to happen is when this film flops, and it's going to flop, he's going to blame everything else but the reality that, one, he made a bad movie, and two, he's tone deaf as fuck. And he's not going to learn a fucking lesson, and then Eli Roth will get him another movie to do. Like, this is a problem with America is we keep rewarding rewarding bad behavior. And you know what this is? This is a participation trophy that people hate. You know, this yeah. is this is a type of participation trophy where you know, these these white guys can come in, make these bad movies, and 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 make these tone deaf things, blame everybody else but themselves for not listening to what society is and where society is today. Like I said, there's no, we know they started this film probably let's say maybe 2015 or so. Still wasn't a good time. 
So it wasn't a good time to do this. Like, I guarantee it's one of those scripts that's like bouncing around Hollywood. Like, it's another one of those like, this script's been in Hollywood since 1993. Of course it has. Yeah, I'm not one of those people that believes that we make too many reboots and remakes. I'm not, hey, look, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, then it sucks. But like, to me, this is one of those re- re- remakes that you you unless you completely redesign it, you don't make it. Because why would you think that this would play in today's like even even without all the shootings? Why would you think this would be the movie that people want to see? Right. You know, you make, I, I don't know. It's just one of those films. I'm like, going to see this. It's at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. You said what now? The fan. It's at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, you, fan you, you, you wonder why? Critic. You wonder why that is, right? Because you have the alt-right trolls are doing the opposite of what they did for every other film that they've been doing. Like those that, that, that user, that user rating on Rotten Tomatoes is, the same reason why I don't put a user rating on our show. Like, it gets spammed easily. Most of the people have not seen the film. There's no way that people saw the film. You know? Soon, soon as Rotten Tomatoes, soon as the Rotten Tomatoes score went up, which I think was a Friday at midnight, uh, well, yeah, Friday at midnight, that's the, the people started putting, and not enough people had seen the film to do that. Right. So, it was like, how did that happen? Because, like, when you're, when you're a critic on Rotten Tomatoes, you're vetted to be a critic on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're a fan who just says you saw the movie, there's no vetting for that. You can just say, I, saw, I can go out there now and say, I saw the, you know, not seeing it. I can and go rate films I never saw. So, and that's what's happening with that. Because, no, there's no way. It's not a good, it's not a good film. Like, beyond even the problematic stuff, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Bruce Willis phoning it in. When, like, I don't know who phones it in more, him or Liam Neeson at this point. Like, they're both just, oh, fuck it, just pay me. Just fucking just pay me. <laughs> I can't blame him for that. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, I, I do want to say one more thing about, about movie stuff before we move on to something else. Uh, I just put it up on Movie Trailer Reviews feed. I put up our last award season pre-show before the Oscars happens tomorrow. And um, it's been coming out more this week, and I didn't know that when we recorded. I think we recorded on Tuesday, but me and Phenom kind of talked a little bit about this. This Oscar season is going to be kind of weird because I think there are a lot of films that deserve it. Like it's it's a closer race than a lot of people think for some of these movies because they they are some of these movies are really good and do deserve it. But the taint is going to be what we've always known is these older Oscar voters are racist, and once again, which has happened over the last few years, where they can anonymously talk to. Uh, uh, the Hollywood Reporter or other other outlets, and now you even have some of the newer uh, uh, voters even admitting to that they've heard older voters say this stuff. That they're doing things like what we've seen before. They're not watching Get Out. They don't believe that it's a. They don't believe it's an Oscar movie and all this other kind of crazy shit. And I'm not surprised because you added while you added new voters in there. You didn't purge the ranks of the old ones that have always been. And that's the thing that people lost sight of. If if anybody's been listening to our award show, Phenom and I have been had basically hinted at this because we hadn't. This is before it came up, but we were we've been telling people this on those shows, and we knew this because some of the nominations didn't make sense. Some of the black nominations didn't make sense. I saw Mudbound. I think it's great. I think Mary J. Blige is. She's okay in the film. To be honest, I don't think Mary J. Blige should have been nominated for a Best Supporting Actress. I actually think the the, the white woman in the film should have been. Uh, and it's mainly just because Mary J. Blige doesn't actually have a lot to do. 
Um, but I don't understand how you nominate Mary J. Blige for Best Supporting Actress. And then somehow Jason Mitchell, who, if you want to be honest, does most of the heavy lifting in this film. How does he not get nominated? How does, how does, how does Hudlin not? Like, there were so many other, like, Mary J. Blige got nominated because she was a black woman with a recognizable name. I know this because Mudbound was missing a Best Director nomination. It was missing a Best Picture nomination. It was missing a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Several of them. So how the hell did did, did you only get one? How the hell did Oh, because the voters only thought they saw a black woman and they wanted to not be racist, so they got the, the name, the most recognizable name they could see. They didn't actually watch the film. How did Denzel Washington get nominated for Best Best Actor? Like, I understand that, you know, sometimes a person can get nominated for Best Actor. Because I've spoken ill of Mary J. Washington on the internet before, and I know how it goes for me. I'm not doing that now. Hey, look, I'm, well, here's the thing. I'm not even speaking ill of her. Like, look, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you are, but yeah. I don't know how that's oh, air going to take Oh, it. no, no, no. And, and that's why I'm saying on the show and not actually on, like, Twitter. <laughs> um, because, I, no, I, look, look, man. Look, she's good in the film. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, when you see the film, she's honestly not given a lot to do. It, it's just she's not on the screen uh, as much as you would think. And out of everybody there, I have a really hard feeling to believe that that's the only actor or actress out of the entire film you nominate. Like It just doesn't make sense unless you only are going off a of name recognition. It's the only thing that makes sense. Hey, look, you nominate Ranger, that's fine, but then how do you not nominate Jason Mitchell? Because good God, he put in another amazing performance. This man has now been 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 shunned out of two nominations now. I believe he didn't get one for playing Easy E either, and straight out of Compton. You know, it's like how do uh, like it, it, it's just certain things that 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 kind of like stand out to you about how certain things happen. Like how does how does the director not get a nomination for the film? Like what's going on here? And you start writing like, oh, it's it's you're going off a of name recognition. Like that's how Denzel Washington got got nominated because he should not have been nominated for best best actor. Come, get the fuck out of here. Sorry, I love Denzel, but no, no, not gonna happen. And so you're seeing this again, and then when you get the confirmation from people not wanting to watch Get Out, shouldn't be an Oscar film, and you see their reasoning behind it, and it really comes down to it made them uncomfortable about race. Like I saw somebody, I I, I retweeted this. Let me see. If I can find this tweet. Well, they called it a B movie? No, not even that. Um, oh. But that, I mean, that's part. That got me hot this morning. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh no, of course, of course. Uh, it, it, it was, somebody else had done this, that said something, and I, I wasn't mad. It was, um, it was a woman, and I, she, she wasn't, she wasn't saying anything, like, wrong. Uh, Emily, uh, Emily uh, Nussbaum said, she's like, she's, she, she retweets uh, some of these, um, and, and THR calls them brutally honest Oscar bot ballots. And uh, this person says, uh, the screenshot has, then I eliminated Get Out. It's, it, it's the B-movie quote you, you're talking about. It's a good B-movie, and I enjoyed it. But what bothered me after was, instead of focusing on the fact that it was an entertaining little horror film movie that made quite a little, uh, quite a bit of money, they started trying to suggest it had a deeper meaning than it, than it does. And as far as I'm concerned, they played the race card, and that really turned me off. The whole entire movie is about fucking race. The director said it's about race. 
In fact, in one of the luncheons, the lead uh, the lead actor who is not from the United States was giving us a lecture on racism in America and how Black Lives Matter. And I thought, what does that have to do with Get Out? They're trying to make me think that if I don't vote for this movie, I'm racist. I was really offended, and that sealed it for me. Well, so, you're racist because you're a racist. You're racist. So the woman who, who retweeted says, "said I can't say these aren't illuminating," and it kind of set me off. Not not her, but just the general idea. And I said. They're not illuminating because these same voters say the same bullshit about every black film. They're not illuminating. Right. They're infuriating because these same dumb voters get to vote on these films every year using the same logic. And I bring up the fact that this is the same kind of bullshit that happened with Selma. Hmm. People forget this. When THR started doing these on it, these brutally honors, it started around Selma. At least when I started paying attention to it, they did it around Selma and they basically had people illuminate. Trying to eliminate Selma for all kinds of reasons. Oh, it wasn't that good. Oh, they made it seem like it's too racist. They they made LGB uh, 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 LBJ seem too racist, and uh, like it just felt like they were making me feel uh, guilty for being a white person. Like that is the same thing that was said about Selma. So now you have Selma. Now you have Get Out. Now you have all these other fucking black films. They say the same thing. At this point, you got to realize these these voters are unqualified to vote on these films. So it's wild because you guys are deep into the Oscar game, and I'm not. I'm the I'm not. I'm not a cinephile like you guys. But it's the same conversation we're going to talk about this tomorrow on UD Pod. That's called a plug, kids. Um, with the conversation around Lamar Jackson and the quarterbacking. Oh, dude, I haven't been paying attention too much about it, but I've been seeing it, and I'm just like, of course, again, we're we're here again. No, it's the laziest shit in the world. It's 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 replace name, insert black quarterback. And it just—it's plug and play. It's pathetic. And, and what annoys me annoys me about this is, and I don't—I didn't read the actual article what this is, but I can guarantee you, if this person was talking about something like three billboards out of uh, Missouri, oh, they probably love that fucking film. They probably love how deep it is, and they love how it made them feel, and everything like that. But it's the same thing that happened with Selma. And so they were—they were—they said this stuff about Selma, and blah blah blah. Then there was another film they that 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 made them feel completely changed, completely saw it a different light. They saw the deeper meaning. It's like. It's interesting that you can do this with the white films, but you can't do it with the black ones. Well, it's not interesting. It's actually really, like, really super easy to explain because we've centered white and maleness for so long, and we do it ourselves. I guarantee I've done it myself subconsciously. We afford those characters and those actors second chances or or depth of humanity that we wouldn't afford to the people because we've been told our entire lives that these are the characters that are death. These are the, these are the Tom Sawyer's. These are the the quote unquote classics in literature. These are the people who have the depth. And because we're so used to, and not just we people, societally, we've centered these stories. Having the stories be centered on something different is, it's 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 a sea change. It's something that, while you get people saying this is illuminating or people saying this is disgusting, you've got the people who are never going to change. And there was a great post I read this week that speaking truth to power isn't about changing the minds of the bigoted. It's about making it uncomfortable for them to live. So if it, if if them getting put on blast like this makes it comfortable for them to live, makes it uncomfortable for them to continue being voters, if it shames them out, I will shed no fucking tears for the bigots who no longer have votes. Zero, zilch, nada. And, and, and I think that's the, the thing that I think a lot of people don't get. Like, a lot of people are still on this, we need to have this conversation, and I'm like, the conversation's been done. There's no conversation. You're not going to change minds. Hearts and minds, fuck that noise. That shit's gone in debt. What I need is actions to change. And whether you're changing them out of guilt or shame or misplaced need to do, do goodness, I don't give a fuck. 
Change your actions, then we'll talk about your hearts and minds. Yeah, doesn't matter. Do- doesn't matter. I don't. I don't care. I mean, you can. You can. You can curse me out as you sign my loan application <laughs> in your head. Just be fair and do what you say you're gonna do. If we waited, if we waited to change the minds of white America, we'd still be slaves. Ooh, we'd still be slaves. No. <laughs> and, people, and people, people, people like to mention that all the time. It's like, oh well, you know, we gave black people freedom, and you know, it was good white people. It was like, yeah, hey, good, good white people sat on their asses. And watched. And and the white people who did decide to try to give the freedom, you guys tried to kill them. Yes. So, no, uh, shame is how it goes. Because if we don't and, do it that and, way. And we passed the point. It's like, shame, that was MLK's big thing. Nonviolence was, we're going to shame them, especially because television was a new advent. We're going to shame them in this live television into reconciling with their actions. Now I've reached a point where people can't be shamed. So, fuck it. I just want your actions to change. We'll deal with your hearts and minds and your attitudes later. I'll deal with the pervasiveness later. I need your actions to change. Like people go, people go, this is why I never understand when people sit there and, and get some kind of, feel some kind of way about people losing their job over being, over some kind of bigotry, whether it's racism, transphobia, homophobia, sexism. And I'm just like, well, um, fuck them. Like if, if, if that means that the next person, you know, can no longer, will no longer do that, make that joke, or will no longer do that racist thing, then good. Yeah, you should. Oh, guess what? The person who lost their job, they weren't taking them back and shut. They will get another job. But you know what they won't do with their new job? Make those jokes. You, you got to learn somebody. changed. Their heart may not have. Fuck their heart. Like people, 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 people are like, oh, we can't do that, stuff like that. It's like, no, listen. When it comes to bigots... I believe in doing that thing where you like you line the road to the Capitol with their bodies. Fuck them. Yeah. Let the let the let the next people know. This is what happens well, when you, you do this shit. Save these people. No, nope. nigga. They're done. And that's the thing I think that. And we've gone on a huge tangent here. No, it's, it's, all, that, it's all related because I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to the comic book stuff. So no, you're good. Got you. I think that the 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 biggest dividing line in race relations is that for a lot of white people. Racism or bigotry is seen as a character flaw. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're not perfect. No, they hate niggers. But <laughs> sorry, that was mean. That was no, no, it's true. Why. But it's but true. That was, but that was, but that was, that's the person. They're good people at heart. You don't know their heart. Fuck your heart. Fuck it. But this is this is this your intentions don't matter. Your actions and words do. The impact you leave is what matters. Oh, he didn't mean. Uh, the the thing with um um what's up, buddy? The um the, our, uh, Michael Steele. Oh, we got that one. I got that one too. Well, just there's a little snippet was coming up next, and my, the way my empathy set up, I do feel bad for Michael Steele. At the same time, like you knew they were lying. Like, like you knew. My, so first of all, the the whole thing about you know the, there's some good in them. And I don't think people understand why we get so angry about Trump voters. And I'm like, so the thing about it is if, if, if you're so focused on the good that's there, you ignore the huge red flags that show that they're, they're bad. And that yeah, costs other people. As good as you think it is. And that costs other people their lives. You know, when people say, oh, well, they weren't racist. They just voted for Trump because of X, Y, and Z. And the what... what and this is what made me so mad about some of, some of the, the, the media. You know, it's like, you're saying that, 
but you're not actually going into details of what that means. What you're saying is that they believe lower taxes is more important to them than the lives of immigrants, uh, than yep. the lives of black people, than the lives yep. of the, like. And, you're, and they're like, oh no, 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 no. But that's what that's what you're saying because that is what's at stake. That's the other thing. They don't care about this. They care about what's in their pocket. And yes, that does make you racist. I'm sorry, it does, because it's just as bad. Like, I, and I think that we've gotten to this part, part where, and again, it's it, it, it's 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 a part of the problem with our education system, in that we haven't been able to uh, really explain that when when slavery went down, when Jim Crow laws were around, and every time, I mean, up until shit today. I mean, I, and I hate to say this because there's no cutting off period for this. You have the, the the marginalized people, you have the handful, handful of white people that were actively standing beside the marginalized people fighting for them. You have the opposite side of, you know, the the just flat out super super racist, super bigots. You know, the ones who put the hoods on, burn the crosses, attack the people at the countertops. But then the vast majority of white people fell into that that other part where they just sat by and watched. Not my problem. And I don't think that white people understand that that was just as bad. Well, they don't get that we noticed. Oh, that too. They don't get that people saw them do nothing. Like, and I know that it's, it's like a cliche almost at this point, but silence at a certain point is compliance. It definitely you, is. You, you agreed with the status quo enough to not even raise your fucking hand. Not to cast a ballot. So, yeah. No, fuck the, fuck the tip of like, the shit. When, 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 people, when people are like, oh, well, no, it's not the same thing. I'm like, so let's imagine this. Let's imagine you're, you're, out, you're, out, you're out at dinner. Right? And you watch another person. You know what? I'm going to bring you closer to home. You watch your family member go over and viciously beat a person on their table. What do you do? Do you sit there and quietly eat your dinner? Go about your business like you didn't see anything? Do you go over and stop them? Do you do you call the police and have the police arrest your family? Like what what do you do in that situation? You know? What do you do? And a lot of white people don't understand that a lot of what you all did and a lot of what your families did, you sat there at dinner. And you kept eating your dinner. And then when your when your family member came back over and wiped the blood off of their fucking knuckles, you went about your conversation to pretend like it didn't happen. They asked you how the soup was and you said it was fine. That is your history. That is your legacy. You can sit here and tell me that, oh, no, oh, my family never owned slaves. No, but you benefited from them. That is a reality. That's not me calling you racist. That is me just telling you what the history, what the scorecard is. That is what happened. And so when you sit here now and you see people being shamed for this behavior, you know, it's like with like when after, you know, around uh, when the when the election, people were like, what am I supposed to do? Go home and not deal. Yeah. You, th- you yeah. at some point at some point, I'm not going to tell you to pick a side because the sides have already been drawn. Like, you, you've already picked a side. 
by not if at this point you have to be told to pick a side, you've already picked one. And your side is you've sided with not making waves. That is the side you've chosen. And if that's the side you're going to be on, which is the wrong side of history, you have to deal with what comes from that. You don't get to sit there and go, oh, no, I wasn't racist. Oh, oh no, I was one of the good ones. No, 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 you weren't. Because being compliant and being silent is no different than the people that put the hoods on. Honestly, I have more respect for the people that put the hoods on because at least they they're, they're, they have conviction. I've chosen to respect no one. You know, they they have they have conviction at least. Oh, they're fucking wrong. They're fucking disgusting. They're despicable. But I respect them an ounce more. It's all negative, but I respect them an ounce more than I do the person that sits around quietly, meekly saying nothing as they watch all this shit happen. As you watch and listen to the racist comments your coworkers, your friends make and don't say shit. You sit there and you sit at a dinner table and you have the spirited conversation with your father who doesn't like niggers, but you decided you're going to hug him at the end of the day anyway because that's my dad. You've drawn a you pick, you, you, you picked a side. You don't like it. You, hey, I, I get you don't like hearing that, but you've done it. But, but here's the thing. I'm saying this is somebody who has to recognize that as a man, I was on the long, long side for, for a long time too. Yeah. Being, being so people from, say like we can't relate. Like guys, we've benefited from a society that marginalizes women and normalizes rape culture. Chris and I both do being straight men. Yeah. We benefit from that society. Um, Our lives are easier not being women. Yeah. Um, hey, we're straight men. Even more benefits, you know? Oh, like, like oh. it's just like it, my little brother, like watching my little brother do what he's doing with the um. This is amazing, by the way. Of, huh? Amazing, by the way. Thank you. But watching him do it, like, like yo, and I've told the story. I don't know if I'm on the show before, but when he told me he wanted to be out as an artist, my initial reaction was like, "How do I protect my brother? Because the world sucks." Mm-hmm. But I had to realize that in asking him to to to, to quiet part of himself is more injurious than anything the world could ever do to him. Right. And so it took me learning. Like I had to grow. I had to learn. I had to be a better man to understand that. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 dealt, it dealt with me dealing with the fact that as a straight man, I've never had to consider swallowing piece of who I am in that, in that realm to be accepted by society. Yep. I, we, I, no one's just, ever asked me, could, could you make it less straight? No one's ever asked me that. Right. You know, this is this is the reality we have. Uh, and, and, and at some point, you have to, again, like you said, you have to get off. Like, <laughs> I go back to my YouTube. Me just mentioning LGBTQ representation on, on, on a YouTube channel gets all kinds of... And that makes me go, imagine what happens with people who are actually activists in this, in this arena, who are actually... In that community no, and what they deal with, like right, I, I still have the like, I still have the privilege, shit. right? This is nothing, so it's just like, yeah, man, I I have the platform, I have to speak up, I have to say something. It's like, and if you choose not to, you picked a side, like it's just, it's just what it is. It's like when we see rape culture as a man, I have to say something, I have to I have to speak up because if I don't, all I'm doing is making it okay for somebody else to be silent and continue to abuse women like they have. It's just like. You have to you you have to stand up. If we're, I think this other thing too, and then we'll, we'll move on to other topics. But it's like this is this is what it means to be in a community. This is what it means being in a community 
means being actively engaged in that community and actively engaged in protecting it. You can't just sit there, keep your head down, not say anything, mind your own business, watch people go through the other shit, and then not say anything. You can't. And I think that so many people think that you can still be a good person, and that's bullshit. I think the crazy thing is, before now, for a long time, you said you and I say, agree that you can't. For a long time, you could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could put your head in the sand. You could say it doesn't affect me. It's not my problem. My sphere of influence is the one that's directly around me. But it's 2018. The world is fucking smaller. I'm sorry. It's just smaller. And it's not as easy to say, not my problem. I don't have to deal with that shit. Well, it goes back to what we were saying when we started this whole thing. We were talking about, like, the communication. The internet and, and the way you, you can get information out there. Like, yeah. at this point, like, and this is why I had to clean up my Facebook. Because I'm like, yo, at this point, I'm no longer arguing with people who I can you used to be my friends who refuse mm. to educate themselves on stuff that is now known. I'm not going to argue with it. Like, you know, oh, well, you know, if you disagree with my opinion on gay on gay people, then, then debate me. No. No. No, I'm not going to debate. If you don't come from a place of logic or reason... It's not a debate. It's you. It's me yelling into the wind. I'm not going to waste my fucking time with that. Yeah. What I'm going to do is find some ways I can center my people who are being marginalized because they're the ones who matter. And that's what I mean more than anything about making racists and bigots uncomfortable. You're not going to change their minds. The goal now is to support those who've been affected by them. Don't comfort the 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 attacker. Comfort the victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned the, the Michael Steele thing. I'm gonna try to see it's a long clip, but I'm gonna see if I can play pieces of I don't know where it picks up at. Let me see if I can play this. This is when um so basically what happened at, at CPAC what I I can't remember who the commentator was, but basically suggested that the RNC messed it up messed up when they just hired when they when they elected a black man. He didn't he didn't suggest it. He said, Oh, hire the black guy. Like, see how that turned out. That's what he said. Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, didn't yeah, didn't even really hide it. Like, I they tried to clean it up in these like when they're writing about it. I've watched the clip. I've listened to the clip because I listened to Black Eye Chips. Yeah, and first of all, they had a great discussion on it. But yeah, the clip is it's bad. It's 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 just fucking racist. And then I don't know if you are you gonna play the clip here. Yeah, I'm gonna play the clip here. We've been together a long time, buddy. We've been in battles together. I'm sorry that um, we're even having this conversation. And uh, I I would have been here sooner if I possibly could be. And um, I want to address all your concerns, but I just want to say all that matters to me in all this is the friendships I have. Yeah. They're important to me. And and we're going to have some disagreements. Oh, yeah. And people are going to say some things that are a little sharp. But um, I do. You're not only my friend. I love you. And I have a lot of respect for you. So already? Already? I'm. I'm just feeling. I, I don't. Bullshit. Like I'm just already. So let me get. Let me. Let me. Let me. Um. Kind of frame this for people listening. The first voice you're hearing there is Matt Schlepp. Matt Schlepp is the chairman of the American Conservative Union, which hosts the CPAC. Uh, the person who made the quote that's being discussed, who's not going to be on the panel. He's not one of the voices you're going to hear. It's Ian Walt Walters. He's the comm director for the ACU. And at the dinner, he said we looked at Mike Steele's chairman because he was a black guy, and that it was the wrong thing to do. And now you're hearing Michael or a uh, matchup, excuse me, talking to Michael Steele. I forget who the third party is here, but he's basically trying to. I don't even know, man. I would say apologize, but that wasn't no fucking apology. No, it's not. It's, it's basically trying to. You, you know what it is, you know, and this is why I said it's bullshit. 
Sounds like he's trying not to have the angry black man. Sounds like yeah. the white. Sounds like what happens when a when a it's when that, a white. It's that pre- preemptive uh, dis, 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 uh, disarming. Now you know I love you. We've been friends for years. Exactly. It's that thing that happens when you're at work. Your white, your white coworkers know you're upset now because something they fucked up on and did, and you're now sitting there in HR, and they want to get a they they in HR want because I've I've been in this situation before where I've had. HR give me this bullshit ass stuff where they're where they're about to try to make me calm me down when I'm fucking heated and I'm just like you guys are fucking full of shit. I've had this conversation before, and I know that you have had a a not an easy path in politics. And you and I have been in some of oh, these yeah. back rooms yep. in this very place yep. um, on some of those paths. And I just wanted you to know that. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that very much. And and I think you know my concern. And we were just talking about this. My concern about what was said last night at the dinner was how it reflects on this organization, sure. which I've been a part for a long time. I've spoken at and have supported. But more broadly, what it says about the party that we've both been active in and involved in, and that concerns me. And I don't know what gave Ian, in his role as communications director, the comfort to think that he could go before this, this body and, and I'll put it direct, disrespect you as its, as its chairman, disrespect the attendees did he somehow think that this was somehow going to be acceptable to say um and and, and that to me for is is the frustration because so i, I want to say this too because like I, I think i might end up playing this whole thing my first thing with michael Steele is this michael i i feel for you i feel what's going to happen but michael you're a fucking idiot because no. yes mm-hmm. because yes Yes, dude. Yes, he. Uh, of course. No, I know. Of course. But, he, but the thing is, like, the problem is, like, I'm not... to me. The, the, so here's the thing about this: this is not like a regular RNC thing. This is CPAC. Yeah, no, no, I understand that. I'm just saying that for me, the way my empathy set up, oh, Michael yeah. Steele fell into the game of I'm different. I'm the special one, and it, it, it's that. It's the um. Story of OJ, still nigga. Like, yeah. it's the moment he realized he's still nigga. And like, well, the, so we've all had like mo- we've all had moments in our lives where we realize that our perception of ourselves is not how we're seen to the people around us. Well, so so go a woman or go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, no. If if it if it was just that, you're absolutely right. The problem is though. See, I remember history. No, so and, I, and I remember. And I remember I'm, Michael Steele. I'm just saying that this is his. Like we both remember history. This is that moment for him, though. Oh, I, oh, I get it. Oh no, it's definitely that moment. But see, I remember Michael Steele being a lapdog for the Republican Party, going after Barack Obama, pretending like he was. Oh, like, he was the Tea Party rabble rouser. Exactly, and and that's where that's where my empathy falls short. It, it's it's like when he had an opportunity to speak up about this kind of shit, when it happened to other black people, he couldn't he couldn't find it in because his. Because he believed he believed he he could. He and the RNC believed they could keep a rein on racism and use it to their, their benefit. Like they thought they could, they could throw a fucking leash on a hurricane, and yeah. that was the they did. It was it wasn't it was it was stupid. It was short sighted, but it was it was politically minded and it was a calculated risk, and they fucking lost. Oh, yeah. And and well, I, I'll be the first to say I I do believe that all racists are Republicans. I don't believe all Republicans are necessarily racist. I believe mm-hmm. they all support racist policies. I think that Michael Steele thought that. They could harness that energy, utilize it, and then turn it to something more positive. And what happened is you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. 
you, you, you can't. Air, you know what this is? This is air. This is human fucking arrogance from the moment you steal fire from the gods. This is what this is. This is arrogance. You thought you could do something you couldn't, and it got out of control. And Michael Steele all of a sudden realized he's surrounded by flames. Like shit, maybe I shouldn't have stole that fire. Yeah, this is this is this is you realizing that hey, maybe that um. <laughs> Maybe that it's like all these people. I used to watch a show all the time. It's called Fatal Attraction on a uh, the um uh animal on Animal Planet. It's like uh these people would go ahead and they get things like uh, pet chimpanzees and 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 pet, pet. I'm putting pet in quotes. Pet uh, tigers. Yeah, you can't have a pet tiger. Why? Because it's a fucking tiger. That Some tiger point. went tiger. Yeah, the tiger went tiger. It's just. <laughs> What are, what are you what are you doing here, folks? Like, it's it's not gonna, it's it's never gonna. This this is what this is what's gonna happen. It's, it was always gonna happen this way, and um, that's that's where my empathy for Michael still leave, loses because it's like Michael, you thought you were the special snowflake, and you're now fine. And and I don't know, man. It, it's kind of weird to me because, like, I I actually understand. I I think I would have I I'd, I'd feel a little bit different if Michael still was younger. And maybe this is gonna be ages of me. I know. But well, well, I say it because, like, when I see a lot of young black Republicans, I go, oh, you just haven't experienced it yet. Like, you yeah, need you just trying to get cho- you trying to get shows. Yeah. And, 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 and I get it. I understand as a young black Republican how it could be appealing because you, you and, 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 and to be perfectly honest, you might not experience that shit. I just have a hard time believing that to get where he got in the Republican Party. That Michael still was this was this naive, and I'm just like, come on, bruh. come on. Let me keep playing the rest of this clip. Look, you and I, as, as you said, we've been in the wars together. I've known Matt and his family from the very beginning, uh, and it ain't about any of that. It's about how we, as Republicans, conservatives, fighting the same good fight, um, as you know, disagreeing at times uh, along the way, can get. Others in the party beyond this seemingly reliance to go there, to put everything in a racial context and to undermine the very efforts of leaders like yourself and myself uh, in trying to expand, expand this party and its reach into communities of color uh, across the country. Okay, so I guess I would say the first thing in all candor, Ian is my colleague at work and he's my friend. Mm -hmm. And I love Ian, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to separate myself from Ian. All right. I think he's. We just talked about this. We just talked about this. So white unity, baby. We just we, we we literally just talked about this. Like, you're you're you've you've drawn you've already drawn the line in the sand. You've already picked. You've you've decided already that yes, he was over the board. Yes, he was wrong. Yes, is literally because Michael Steele is again. Uh, and I'll say this about. Black Republicans, for the most part, like not the crazy ones like Sheriff Clark and things like that, but the people that have been in the party like Michael Steele, you know, I really, truly do believe they believe in conservative principles, like the fiscal conservative yeah, and, and things that, like that. And that's like, the thing is, I can have a debate with someone who's conservative. Yeah, I, I, and I, and I believe that. And so when you hear Michael Steele talking right now, you're hearing him talk from a point of view of, you know, the idea of somebody who loves his party, wants to bring more diversity into the party and him basically going, don't you see that this does not help that at all? It basically He's one of those true believers who who realize who's, who's waking up realizing that what he believes in isn't where he is anymore. 
Right. Like this I know, I've had, because, you know, I, I, I grew up, I grew up, where I grew up, where people grew up in, I have friends who are lifelong Republicans who are like, who work in Republican politics, who are like, yeah, it's my last, uh, I'm actually putting my notice, I'm, I'm in the last three months. I'm like, really? Like, it's gotten too gross. It's like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching people who, who actually have principles, who believe in equality and fairness, who also believe in, like, conservative economic policies, and I can have those conversations with them. Yeah. No, I mean, when they're saying my party, I don't like. It's like I can't put my name next to this. People mm-hmm. are like they're they're like I, I know people are saying, oh, what was that? They're leaving without jobs to go to. Yeah, they're just quitting. They're, they have wives and they have mortgages, and they're saying I can't do this anymore. Yeah, but it, but it also comes down to the idea of like it is so it it is so funny. Because when you watch, when you think about the history of how, you know, there have been signs that this was going this way for a long time. And I'm not saying these people, you know, should have seen all the signs they got, but it's just like. Oh, oh, oh Chris, I hit him with the I told you so. <laughs> I support them in their decisions, but I t- I'm like, you know, two, six, 18 months ago, fuck you, Palmer. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just saying, like, it's just we're, like friends on, we're friends on that level where we can all be honest. Right. With, like, we're that close. And it's just like, you know, you you keep. Yeah, let me just keep playing this. Cause I know there's gonna be more from this. Some words that the, the worst people, our political enemies, could take in the worst way. Um, this is radio. Uh, you don't get to see Ian's skin color in this radio program. Ian is someone who also understands what it's like to be somebody who has uh, racial challenges in the political Which we've system. Which we talked about, by the but way. But let, let me just keep rolling here. That being said, Michael, Can I believe Ian's like what he's like Indian American or something like that. He's not white. I I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. It because what he said was anti-blackness. Period. Like it, it was anti-blackness, and it was fine. And also notice how this dude just said that his concern isn't that how Michael's feelings are, or how Michael was hurt by this, and that the, Our the, the, the com- enemies take it the worst way. Exactly. There's no it, good way to take it, asshole. It's, it's just like they are. Like, it's yeah, and, this is, and this is where my empathy kicks back into Michael Steele because he didn't choke this nigga out right there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, Mike. Like, Mike had to go. Mike had to swallow a lot of shit to not fight these people on the stage. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Skin color in this radio program. Ian is someone who also understands what it's like to be somebody who has uh, racial challenges in the political system. Which we've system. talked about, by the but way. But let, let me just keep rolling here. That being said, Michael, mm-hmm. this is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Everyone decides what lane they want to be in politically. You have been in a lane where you've been rather critical. Let's be honest. I watch you. I go on MSNBC. I watch you. You watch me. All right. You have been rather critical of some of the more conservative aspects of the Trump phenomenon and this Trump right. agenda. Right. You're a good pro-life man, right. but there's a lot of other things that you might spend time on this radio show talking about. And I think what Ian was getting to the heart of that was there are people who are critics of some of the things you did right. as you were chairman. Right. And that there could be truth to the fact that some people picked you as chairman because we constantly do this in Republican circles about, hey, here's a new face for the party. Right. Right. And he thinks that. No, you're right. That that right, right is him trying not to choke the fuck out of the yeah, That's Michael Steele. Like, if I slap him, I'm in trouble. Right. right. I, can, I can win this. If I slap him, I'm going to feel so much fucking better. Right. Like, if I hit him, 
He's like, he's doing the math. Like, if I hit him at the right angle, I can drive his face in the microphone. Right. And then it's messy. Everyone's, there's a lot, a loud noise. Everyone's taking it back. And I can really get the, work my ground and pound before they pull me off. Right. Like, that's the math I'd be doing. Right. That he feels that there are criticisms of how you were chairman. Now, can you accept that that could be no. what he's coming at and not a racial? No, no because I don't. He won, I'm going to no. say this. No, 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 no. He let won me... on the sixth ballot. Yeah. How do you get picked because yeah. of your color when first you win off, on the sixth ballot? First off, all due respect. Come at me. <laughs> what the hell does that my race have to do okay, with any of that? At no, the end no, of the no. A couple of things. <laughs> Describing Ian... Not as a minority, but as someone who has racial challenges in politics, is one of the most racist things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, that's one of those like, oh, that, that that shit was racist. Like, you're not even mad; you're just taking it back. <laughs> like, oh, he's a minority. No, he has racial challenges. Nigga, it's not. He has one fucking leg in a in a race, <laughs> dickhead. Racial challenges. Oh. <laughs> he is Second, like being being a different race other than white is a disability in this country. Who forget that? It, 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 by the way, he admitted it. Not me. He said that. The motherfucker at the CPAC's like, he's not white, so huh, starting about 10 yards back, am I right? right. Anyway. Um, lastly, I come at me. Fuck you. Um, like, you don't want me to really come at you, yo. Like, fuck you very much. Uh, and I really do d- despise these people. Because now i got to come on here and defend Michael fucking Steele. Michael <laughs> Steele is a lot of things undeserving of his position. He is not. It took him six ballots to get to be the head of the RNC. Six ballots in, no one's happy. No one wants to keep me voting. People are missing fucking flights. Six ballots in, that's merit. The criticisms I would have of his leadership of the RNC are definitely different than the people inside the RNC's criticisms. But if I look at a strictly merit-based results, he was able to secure the midterms twice in the Obama presidency. Well, I think he actually goes into his. I think that might be the next part he does. He goes into. He actually. And again, the. He starts start listening to his fucking. And that's the thing as a black person. When people challenge you on race, you have to pull your resume to prove you deserve to be in the fucking building. And that's so goddamn infuriating. It's almost as infuriating as having to defend Michael fucking Steele. I know. I know. I mean, you know, you're absolutely right. Like. I'm not one to defend him either, but you kind of have to here because it's like, as much as I despise him and the shit he did during those years, mm-hmm. he earned his. his he way did in. his fucking job. He was he was he was a lieutenant governor in Maryland. Like he he earned and he did his job well for them. For I, them, he did his job well. Right. I don't no. like him because he did his job well. Right. <laughs> you know, like you measure how well he did, but how much I dislike his bootlicking ass. Exactly. What does the color of my skin have to do with anything you just said? Yeah, I disagree with the direction this president is taking conservatism in this country because I call BS on a lot of it. When you can't stand the ground on Charlottesville, I'm going to call it out. I have to be authentic and true to myself. You do. All right? So that has nothing to do with... But it's not just Charlottesville where you've been a critic. I've been a critic on policy. On a lot of things. A lot of things. So you mean to tell me that as a black conservative, put it in that context, but let alone as a conservative, I can't be critical of the president? You can be, but as you know, that there are a lot of people, I think, take race out of it. Yeah. If you look at the criticism, but he injected he race injected into it. it. He did that was the I, I would agree with you. So again, those those words that tumbled out of his mouth, right? 
I believed were unfortunate words. It was stupid. It's not unfortunate. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry I keep interrupting the the, the clip. (laughs) Chris, I speak to you on a microphone. We just covered this, actually. Upwards of 10 hours a week. That's a lowball estimate, right? Right. Have you ever described the words that come out of my mouth as tumbling? Uh, Unfortunate. I, oh, I've said some unfortunate things. But you've meant but like, but it's just like I, ah. you know, I didn't drop a fucking wicker basket of fruit. Right. I said these words. Unfortunate. No, no, no. Racist. The word you're searching for is racist, and they have a very actually. I'm spoiling ahead, but they have a very complicated dealing with that word coming up too. Yeah. It, it, oh my god. Call it what it is. It's, and he and, and, and all, it, it, it is stupid to sit there and say that we elected a black man chairman of the party and that was a mistake. But it, do you do you know how that sounds to the black community? Yes, I know. And do you know how that sounds to Americans? I do. I do. And do you know how they then equate that level of stupidity to conservatism? That's that's the objection I have about the moment. I know, we're but in. he called you. He called you. He felt terrible. About I know how he did. I talked sounded. to him. That doesn't change anything. But but it's important for people. to... <laughs> Again, it, it has been fascinating watching black conservatives finally go to the moments that the rest of us has gone. We're, and we're just like going like, nigga, we told you. Because it's, it's no, this, it's Omarosa. Like, it's, it's, Yo, it's, Michael's getting madder by the sp- oh, oh, I is, thought that was, was fun early. Yo, him not slapping on somebody, this is true. This I would never nominate for black, uh, 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 old Michael Steele for a moment in Black History Month, but if there's one, it's the most public restraint I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, no. It, it, if anything, it, it, it's just because you're surrounded at the CPAP. Maybe he couldn't because, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they love the NRA, but they got metal detectors and shit, right? Right. Um, <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, man. This, this is some restraint. This is some A-plus, I've been black for a long time restraint. Mm-hmm. Know that he realized that the words could come out in a way where it looks like I it's, and but, I said that. But I, don't take no. the worst out of what he said. You know him. I know, but <laughs> this is where you need to have some grace. Look at what. Oh, he said. Oh, Wait, oh, what the hell do I have? Oh, 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 motherfuckers! Look, all right. I'm gonna give you all a quick history lesson of the last I don't know two years in America. Uh, Dylan Roof shot up a sc- uh, church in Charlotte, South Carolina. Within 24 hours, everyone was asking survivors, people who were just got out of the hospital or were planning funeral arrangements for loved ones, if they forgave the shooter. No one, I repeat, no one has asked the Parkland high school students if they have forgiven the shooter yet. Another day when you're America. black in this country and the country shits on you, you're supposed to turn to the cheek and say, thank you, I'd like more shit next time, please. You're supposed to Fuck show some grace. Guy. You're supposed to be the one that shows some grace. Ooh, Ben Carson. My man, the fact that you're breathing out of on your own, unassisted, that, my sir, was the grace. Said, you're not you know choking on the ground. That's grace. Yes. I know, but <laughs> this is where you need to have some grace. Look at what Wait a minute. What what the hell do I have to be graceful for? Well, you've not been very graceful. To, you've not been very graceful to the Republicans and the conservatives in this hall have, and in this room again, for a very well, long period of time. You, you, you have your critics. I don't, I, that's 10 years later. He was talking about why Michael was elected chairman. Was elected chairman. That's what the hell does that have to ago, do with anything? Before President Trump. All I will say is, is this. <laughs> Michael Steele, I don't want to be on the show saying this. I, this is not where I want to be this morning, but not everybody. You don't have universal praise. I don't care for how you point. were chairman. I don't. And if you okay, then is your point is that we should be for 
the best person, including a black man or black woman, to be the head of the RNC, I'm with you a thousand percent. All right, so, so let, me, thousand percent. let me just put this in, in terms that I think everybody will understand. That I've spent 41 years in this party. 41. All right? I've taken crap you have no idea about, and I've carried this baggage. And for him to stand on that stage and denigrate my service to this party and for you as a friend to sit here and sit there and go, well, you've been critical of the party. There's hey, hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. He ain't your friend. Oh, I, he, he knows. He said friend in a very, that oh, was oh, a no, very oh, cutting no. friend. Yeah, yes. Only one word I can say, and I can't say it on this air. Say it. No, I can't no, because can't. the FCC We're won't allow it. Well, wh why can't? Because the reality. Why of it can't is, you hear what I have to I say? I heard about what it. you have to say, and it's not acceptable. It is accept. I get that, but it's not about that. I know people what? are. Look, what is this about, Matt? I know people. You think are, you think Ian's Matt, are, you think Matt, Ian hates I know you because people, of your skin color? You really Matt, think that, Matt? Matt, do you really think Matt, that? Did I think what? You think Ian hates you because of your skin color? I don't color? know what Ian thinks. I don't know what Ian. But I do you really think I, that is plausible? Look, all I can say is two minutes. It's a reflection of what he was thinking at the time. No, all right. And so this, but not again, everything. Now, when people are critical of Michael Steele, it is not why are you making of race. Wait, how did I become the person yeah, here I mean, now? You is, know, is, that's you know what, Matt, the problem. If, if Ian, if, wait, 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 if, if Ian, I'm just wait, talking. We're just talking. Let me say Jesus. something. If Ian had wanted, oh, in the context God. of his speech, to criticize the Michael Steele administration. Right. As the chairman. All right. That's a whole different story. But when you stand up there and you say we we only picked him because he was a black man and boy, that didn't work out. That was the problem. And it's important that that be recognized. I mean, look, I, we I had this conversation on your panel yesterday. We did. Republicans don't seem to understand. There's a lot of folks out there in a lot of communities that could come your way. But when if I'm a member of the black community and I heard what he said last night, I agree with you. They hate me. I'm not going to go I, there. I agree. I agree. But I think Michael also knows that that's not where we. That's not where our heart is. But that's what he said. One minute. It is the words he used. And it's we not got one minute. It's not yes, where his we heart wrap up. is. So let me, Why do you think I'm here? I, 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 and, I, and I appreciate I you being here, but I, I, I don't want to leave this uh, on the table without addressing it. I'm not sitting here again saying people can't criticize me for how I led the RNC. I get criticized for a lot of stuff. That's not what it's about. You criticize me because I'm black. That's a whole different conversation. That's my you job. Stand up on the you stand up on the stage and you go, well, we only did this because he's black. That's like, just, me, just, only, that's like saying to me, I only got into guys, Georgetown we got, Law we got School because seconds. I was black. We got 20 seconds. I would seconds, just say, remember, so. Michael, I still love you. I can Okay, so two really important things happened in the last clip. Ooh, buddy. All right. <laughs> Three important things. Michael still still didn't choke anyone out. <laughs> that's a miracle. miracle. That's, that's a fucking miracle. Because if there's one allowed choke out a year, that was it. That's free will. He could he got got a free will in there. No, that's his free will right there. Yeah, like, that's, that's his free. annual free. You're allowed I'm to sorry. Get, he may not get another 2018. <laughs> that was a very public spree yeah. that could have happened. Yeah, you're allowed um, that free will, man. <laughs> two, my... Michael Steele tried to make a point about racism without saying the word racism because he knows how white people react to racism, which ties to something I all upset. That's 100% true is the greatest hurdle to racial equality in this country is white people's feelings because they don't like to be told things because it hurts their feelings and to deal with what's actually happened. So as opposed to dealing with what Michael Steele was saying with a problem, the other uh, speaker was trying to change the point. 
The third important thing that happened is a white man came in behind Michael Steele, repeated the same thing, and his fellow white man accepted it from him because inherently he viewed the black man as lesser and his opinion as less important. Yep. Ooh, that clip's infuriating. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, you know why? You know why it's more infuriating than anything else? It's so fucking familiar because we've all had that conversation. It's 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 familiar to not just black people. It's the same thing that happens with all women and mansplaining, and like, it's just mm-hmm. like it, it shows you what Michael Steele. You can't you can't come to any cookouts. Don't come to the Wakanda parties. Not game night. But if you text me, I might not ignore you. But this, 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 what, what, what's killed me about watching, hold on, I'm getting the echo real quick. What's been killing me about getting this and some of the other um, uh, uh, conservative uh, black people who have who've come out uh, with things that happened to them, you know, is, yeah, first there's that the whole idea of, I don't give a fuck because you guys, we've been telling you about this, but it's. It's what we it, it seeing them come out and kind of drop the facade and, and and slowly realize that this is what black people have been telling you. We we other black people have been telling you this about the party. It's never been about you you and your fiscal conservative your ideas or even your political ideas. It's always been this, and for the longest time, people like Michael Steele, uh, Paris Denard, and a bunch of other these other black people who will sit there and come out Omarosa. Was famous for this. We'll come out there and they'll play the game. And they're like, we'll call them. You're like, we know you're playing the game. Oh, I'm not playing the game. I really believe this stuff. No, you're playing the game. And one day you'll come out and then you'll 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 come back and you'll try to you'll try to get sympathy and we won't be here for you because you just won't admit you're playing the game. And that's what this is. I'm 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 watching this go down. I'm walking, watching Michael Steele and I'm like, it was hard to reconcile this Michael Steele with a Michael Steele who would have allowed this shit go down to somebody else. If they were talking about Barack Obama, and I'm like, Mike, I feel for you. I'm I'm glad. Hey, look, I I would have wanted to choke the dude out too because he deserved that. He deserved that shit. And I, it sucks to see another black person going through this. But it's like, Michael, this, this you 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 made this bed. No, no, that and, and he definitely made the bed. But again, maybe I'm just one of those empathetic weirdos. But because I see too many of the conversations I've had in this conversation. Oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely. In that respect, it's like I get it. Like this is a conversation. It's it's real. Like if I don't want to buy Michael Steele, be like, had to happen, bro. Like you had a, you had a good run. Yo, I, I, I you remove the other stuff that Michael and 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 to be to be on the and, and to be fair here, Michael Steele is like he's like a bad example of this because of what he did in the past. There are plenty of like whatever happened to Colin Powell. Colin Powell just basically said fuck it. I can't. I don't well, recognize. Said fuck you a, a numerous times. Yeah. During the during the the when uh, Obama. Romney ran. Yeah. He was like I no, can't. When Romney ran, he was like nah, nigga. Yeah. It's like no, I can't do. Like, but this is what I'm saying. It's like this is that's another conservative black man, um, who was just like I can't. I'm. I see the. I see the writing in the wall. I can't do this. You know. I don't recognize my party. The stuff you guys stand for isn't me, and I feel for him. And I know he's not the only black Republican, black conservative out there who wants to, you know, uh, who believes in some conservative principles and will disagree on policy, but they, they're surrounded by a bunch of racist white people. It, it, 
it, it's just yeah, man. It's it's like the uh, the black uh, the black staff members who work for Bernie Sanders who all of a sudden realize that Bernie Sanders didn't give a fuck about their opinions on dealing with the black people. And, I'm, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, really? We told you, told you, you know. It's like every, but I, but I get the idea. Everybody forgets this stuff when they just want to win. When it's your side and you're on the winning side, yeah. Would you believe when, when, when you side? boil it down to wins and losses? That's all you get. That tunnel vision. Think about and and you know, hey, this is some. I've done filthy shit on a football field to win a football game. Yeah, I've done dirty shit. I we played this. We played a team had to be junior year who had a, a kid on the D line who ended up playing a cup of coffee in the NFL. He was a better football player than I was. He had no hurry. He had one hurry, one tackle, and no sacks against me that day. Because in the first play of the game, I told – first pass play of the game, I told my left tackle, help me out here. And I held the kid up, and he dove at his knees. And he was slow the rest of the game and scared to come off the ball because we made him nervous. Mm. It was dirty, but we won the game. That's – I mean, that's a micro example of what these assholes have done on a very large level. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, are we going to get some a little bit – Related is a bit lighter, but we went on the, the Michael Steele tangent, so I had to play that clip. But we were just talking about how we were talking about movies at first, and we went into the politics stuff and just how, you know, all this stuff, you know, uh, the people being afraid to change, right? And this is all this is. And so I'm, I'm here. On, I wanted to do this on the Insane Industry. Everybody hears it. Deepom, you were right. You were right. Congratulations. You got me to say this on air. Um, I mean, when we did the mailbag, I was talking about, uh, and I'm still, I still think they could have handled it a little bit better, but I appreciate what they're doing now. Marvel, re, uh, talking about their re- refresh, their reboot of not, it's not a reboot, their refresh of comics and their new, the right. new story. Um, a lot of people were worried because they see some of the, you know, the, the old characters coming back, Steve Rogers as Captain America, the Odinson as Thor, uh, uh, Peter Parker as Spider Man, you know, things like that, and they thought that, you know. The um the anti SJW uh, group of yeah. people were very very happy and excited because they were like yes finally we get our we get our comic books back the comics I grew up with um and then the last week Marvel has been slowly destroying that 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 belief by the names they've been releasing so for people who don't know and I, I I think we brought this up on the show before about Comic Gate I mean not com- uh, uh Gamergate and about how Gamergate was yeah. basically just a, a it's an alt right neo Nazi training tool. Um, and so the new thing now is they're doing it with comic books. They have Comic Gate. And what somebody did with the creators list of these creators that they wanted to boycott uh, because they believe they're SAW, social justice warriors, which I still can't believe people make that to be a negative. You want justice, you piece of shit. No, you're fighting for justice? Oh, social justice? Oh, you're evil. You're reading comic books. Yeah, okay. You, uh, sure. Yeah, right. You're you cheering for Lex Luthor and shit? Come on, dark side. Let's go fascism. Yeah, these, what the fuck these, is going on? We, we were talking about this yesterday on the Nerd Off about how uh, people have ruined the Killmonger is right thing because people actually believe Killmonger is right. And I'm like, oh, guys, you guys, no, no. You're not going to. We, we should do like Eric Killmonger. We're oh, going. Oh. I'm sorry. Are you going to really decry this? I'm going to. Can we go to the mini clips on this very network? Black Adam was right. Magneto was right. Yes. You set the stage for people to do this to go too far. Yes, I know, but I didn't mean for people actually to take. You no, know, you know, you know what it is. No, I didn't mean to go this far. You no, know, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's that. It's that. Uh, it's uh, Eminem singing stands like, 
Shit, dude, dog, I said that shit is clowning, dog. How fuck up is you? It's like, hey, dog, like, no, seriously, wait, wait, wait. You want to go kill two billion people? Hey, bro, nah, calm down. Nah, nah, hey, nah, hey, look, nah, look, maybe nah, you should. Nah, nah, easy. This was, this is a situation where you, you, you like, oh, that's something I can make have fun of and control when it got out of hand. Oh, no, it's, it's Frankenstein monster. I, I totally admit that. Uh, <laughs> people, people are like we're gonna go create our own Wakanda. I don't hold two hours. Look, 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 so I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying this now. So when we find two thousand black people who've gone and killed, got slaughtered when they decided to go take over a nation to uh, in the name of Wakanda. Uh, I have nothing to do with this. All right, I have nothing to do with this. nothing. Nothing to do with this. But anyway, so you know, Chris was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> followed by the Chris, by, followed, followed by the Chris's sorry shirts. <laughs> No, no. Here you go, Chris. Well, I probably shouldn't say this on the air. Nikia was right, shirts. Yeah. The, hey, yo, no, seriously. Everybody's saying that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So. Don't steal that idea. It's copywritten, trademarked, whatever. Instead of on, on our podcast. Fuck you. Don't steal it. Uh. So all all these all these you know they were they they made this list of names. There's some you know names you see like uh Tennessee coach's name was on there. Dan Slot. Uh, Mark Wade. I love the Mark Wade one is because he apparently th- like, and I, I remember the story. He threatened to beat up one of the dudes at a uh, not really beat him, but to see him at a at a, at, at a comic show. He's like, I'll tell you what table I'm at. Yeah, I'll let you Oh, Mark Wade's about yo, yo, okay. Mark Wade right. basically didn't, told I didn't see that coming at all. Mark Wade basically told him to beat him in Temecula, and it was and the reaction was basically. Oh no, he's he's making it unsafe. You got to make it unsafe. He's you guys got to fire him. He's he's starting to, to violence. I'm like he's just like no, I just want to have a talk. I just want to have a conversation. Like, it's just like and, and so that's why Mark Wade's on the and that's why they hate, they hate him because he's threatened violence before against a bunch of uh, racist bigoted motherfuckers who talk shit on the internet but don't want to see you in real life. Um, Gail Simone, I think Kelly Thompson's like there's a, basically anybody who's writing anything that doesn't center on a white male. Being like the only fucking hero, I I don't think they were stupid enough to put Jason Aaron's name on there, but maybe. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. Put Jason J- Aaron made Thor a girl. Are you fucking serious? They did put Jason. They Aaron. Did Jason Aaron. Oh my god, they're fucking idiots. Uh, so anyway, so Marvel started then solely releasing out what the new creative teams were going to be, and pretty much every name that's on that list right now is getting a book. D Palm was right. Yeah. Deepon was right, and they're getting big books. Like they're getting, they're, they're, all, getting they're all getting promotions. If you think Jason Aaron is staying on Thor, he's getting Avengers now. Nick Spencer's back with Amazing Spider-Man, which I'm so fucking excited. Yo, Ryan Otley's drawing it. <laughs> I know people don't like uh, uh, Invincible is like the image book that everyone read. It was the other Kirkman book that came first. Fucking a, um, and people have said, oh, you know. Uh, it's just it's just good classic superheroes and part of it's always been the art and uh, Ryan Otley's the guy who took over after the second arc I think and has been basically the artist for most of the series you've seen some of the preview art oh my god I can't wait yo <laughs> I'm, I'm giddy coach is yo, the Miles for... announcement's gonna be nuts I can't wait for who's gonna write for Miles uh, coach uh, Slot is writing what is Slot Slot's writing Invincible Iron Man Yes. Uh, Gil Simone has the Domino book. I think she's getting something else too. I think she is too. I think they've been really quiet about it. Yeah, because she, because she, I, she, I, I, I personally hope she gets Miles. That's yo, she because she said something on Twitter about she there was a character she really wanted to do and she's finally going to be able to write about it. And I don't think it was Domino. So if it, she gets to write Miles, that's going to be fucking amazing. Like she's written Domino. She, I, she, I know Domino book. The Domino book starts Domino book April. Starts. No, I was saying in the past she wrote Domino in her Deadpool run. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
But it, but now it's a, it's a solo series. Yeah. So um and so there's there's slow so coach is getting uh, Captain America. Um, which we'll talk about another time. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Like, he, he's gotten better with um. The, oh, definitely gotten in the right direction. Uh, I would advise everyone to go premium listen to our comic book club. We reviewed the first three volumes of Coach's Run. I gave my honest opinion. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's not it's not bad. It, like we'll put it this way, it's, I, you know, keep... it's a much nicer opinion than the way I'm like flam cheating it. Yeah, it's it way way nicer than we were doing. It, like let's put it this way: it's not Falcon or, or Mosaic, or that Look, fucking man, horrible storm. I wouldn't have been on the podcast. It was that's the only thing you learn about me is if I'm on a comic book club or a. Um, nostalgia review is something I like. Could, I, yeah. Would you invite me on X3 now so I laugh at you? Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. I, I'm never going to watch that movie again. No. <laughs> so the fact that I was like, put me on the coats, Black Panther, I should tell you that on, on a very real level, I did enjoy it. It's a good book, but there are problems I had. And the problems that could cut, crop up again in this cap run, but I know he's going to make the right racist really mad. So I'm going to read every word. I, exactly. So, you know, the racist is mad. So, um, somebody shot themselves in front of the White House. Ooh. Okay. Some blew their brains out in front of the White House just now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Guns are not the problem in this country, though. I'm just getting these things on my Twitter. They found a school teacher in Florida, public school teacher, who has been moonlighting under an assumed name with on a white on her white nationalist podcast, where she brags about indoctrinating the students with her beliefs. And then when teacher when parents complained, she lied to the principal and the principal backed off. Huh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. But let's give them guns. I try to give us some reprieve uh, with the comic talk, but uh I have a next thing up here, which kind of ties into what you were just talking about. Let's do it. This is Dana Lash. Alash. I always thought her name was Loesch, but I guess her, you pronounced it Alash. Um, talks about um, because they're upset at Trump saying they haven't figured out that Trump says some shit and he doesn't actually mean it. But talking about raising the the, the limit, the the age limit for guns. Lasted almost an hour, and a lot of people uh, we were saying that you know the NRA is going to be a hindrance or a supporter of this bill and the president. Uh, in the end, they're part of the dialogue. Are people afraid to deal with them? Dana Last joins us now, nationally syndicated radio host uh, of the DNA, uh, of the Dana Show, and then NRA spokesperson. Dana, did you watch yesterday? And if so, does anything concern you that came out of that meeting? I did, Brian, and good morning. It's always good morning. to be good with morning. you guys. Um, I did watch it. I was, I was, I was on air when it happened, and so I had it in my ear. Was was watching every second of it, and I just, you know, it, it's great to watch when you're when you're watching it on TV. And I love the fascinating discussions, but at the same time, it doesn't make for great policy for keeping our kids safe. Look, there's a way that you can respect and protect due process and protect the rights of millions of Americans while also hardening our schools mm -hmm. and keeping kids safe. You know, NRA members, we're moms and dads too. I like the, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that people smarter than me have pointed out that the NRA and Republicans are now advocating for turning schools into prisons. Yeah. We want to lock the doors. Mm -hmm. Don't allow people in and out. Sure. More metal detectors. That's what they said. Uh, armed guards. That is correct. Armed the, arm the teachers. 
True fact. It, at, at what point do you put some more money in behind just actually educating the students? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what are, no, money for, no money for books, but we've given our teachers guns guns. So if I, the teacher can't react, the gun can take it upon itself to shoot the intruder. Well, you know what I love about this too is like soon after they started pushing the whole arm the teachers thing, there was that one thing where there was an armed teacher in the school that barricaded himself in there or something like that happened. It's like how first of all, how dare you bury the lead of the story? This story occurred in Dalton, Georgia. And my favorite part about stories that happen in small town Georgia or Alabama is that people outside of that town can learn about that town. I'm a well traveled man of the Southeast. So of course I'm aware of Dalton, Georgia's stunning and illustrious history. Do you know why Dalton, Georgia is famous, Chris? Why is it famous? Chris. It is the carpet capital of the world. Hmm. A textile magnet started up making just raw carpet there, I think in the 40s, and it still produces more carpet than anywhere else in the world. It is the carpet capital of the world, Dalton, Georgia. And yes, the teacher barricaded himself in the door and um, had a gun. And because we don't like to profile, he was a white male who was poorly adjusted. Hmm. So. That's reporting, not profiling. That's all true. So that you know what that means, right? We have to arm the students arm, now. Arm. So do you listen to Christopher Titus? He's a comedian. No, he's I, one of my favorite comedians. I've seen him live a couple of times. He has a bit that's on YouTube. I should have everyone go find is arm the children. He's very anti NRA for years now, but his, the the bit that it, that illustrates it best is arm the children, and it's so stupid. And, but it follows their idiotic, shitty logic. To a point where children are going to school armed. I mean, well, we're not that far off. Because remember when, uh, so the school shooting here, like when black people get shot by the police, I they, I, they all lose track and we all forget about these things. But was it mm-hmm. what? I can't remember what year it was. When was the uh, Virginia Tech shooting? Because whenever the Virginia Tech shooting happened, I was in college, so oh six or oh seven. I want to believe that too. So when the Virginia Tech shooting happened. You do realize that the conversation was then let the students be armed. Because people were like, why well, are school, why are schools gun free zones? It was like, yes, it was like, why are schools gun free zones? If of if the students were able to bring their own guns onto campus, then the one guy who was mentally ill who had a gun himself would have been stopped, which is April, April 16th, 2007. So here's the thing. I know Deepom owns guns. I've shot guns before. Uh, I, you know, I, I understand. Hey, look, you know, they're 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 actually fun to shoot. Like I like that. Just I get it. Guns are fun as shit. Yeah, like I I, I get it, right? But we can both talk about this. That when you're going through gun safety or anything like that, they also like you have to understand. Like this is not a movie. This is not a video game. So so. Hopefully, you'll be coming to visit me this this fall for another thing that we're talking about probably uh, tomorrow. I whenever I take, I take people, so I, but some of the things I like to go ski shooting. I, I I hunted growing up. I'm trying to get a hunting trip together for me, my father and I this fall. Uh, if anyone's in the Texas area, holiday boy, this is where we're going to be doing it. Um, but yeah, we I, I take people going shunning who who never fired guns. Taking my wife ski shooting and. Before we even leave the car, the parking lot, I give everyone the rundown on safety of the guns, because there's never been a fatal accident in sporting clay history in America, ever. 
And I don't want that designation personally, but also because when you're at, when you're around guns, you're comfortable around guns, you recognize that it's not a game. These are very serious instruments of death that are designed to do one thing and it's kill things. The number one rule of a gun that I was taught by my father who was an outdoorsman and taught me how to be comfortable outdoors or comfortable around guns at appropriate ages, you never point the gun at something you're not willing to kill. Guns aren't a toys. They're not a game. You treat every gun like it is loaded. And every, and anytime you point the barrel at someone, at something, you have to be ready to pull the trigger. Guns, if you, and one of the rules, my dad said, never ever threaten someone with a gun. I said, I mean, logically it made sense, but as a kid, you, of course, you were not supposed to ask why about everything. I said, why? I said, because if you threaten someone with a gun, their only recourse is to kill you first. That's the only way out because guns are not a toy. They're not a game. So, look, I was going to go ahead. They, they found a way to trick America. Trick, not trick, manipulate these fucking idiots in America into thinking that these are toys. These are, these, I, hey, I, I can have a fast car. I should have a big gun. Hey, motherfucker, you got to go through licensing and insurance to get those cars. First argument. Second argument, maybe we shouldn't have those fast cars too. Let's have, if you want, if you wanted me to back down because I too like fast cars, eh-eh. Nope. Sorry. Wrong number. We also have very strict limits on how fast cars can go, where they can exactly. Go there are what... regulations. You have to get your car service every year. Is it registered? If something goes wrong with that car, like it's there's so many layers of protection that exist for these things that are used for transportation, and that things that are designed literally for killing. I've never fired an assault style rifle. I've never had the need, never felt the desire. Those are weapons that are designed only for killing. I saw when somebody. Dixon... I, saw, I literally saw somebody on Facebook trying to make the argument that. Hunters like to use AR-15s to go hunting. That's someone. That's someone who's never hunted. Look, uh, hunters when they go hunting for deer, they use rifles, single shot rifles, because you're not going to spray and pray and ruin the meat, dude. If you're a good hunter, like my big brother, you go bow hunting. I'm not a bow hunter because I'm a pussy. I want to actually learn how to bow hunt. Like bow hunting, it's like sounds amazing. cool as shit. I'm not. I'm. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just not good with the bow. I didn't put the time in, and I'm too lazy to learn. Like that's why I don't bow hunt. I, I've I never actually, bow hunt. I, I want. I would love to find a shooting range. My big brother, however, is a is fucking G with that shit. Oh wow. Like I want to be all. Of I am not. Right? He's he's the like I'm the pale shadow of the black outdoorsman. He's that shit. <laughs> No, but it's, it's crazy to me as someone who doesn't own guns, but grew up uh, as a Boy Scout and learning how, you know, Boy Scout, you learn how to do all this stuff. You learn how to do the yeah, stuff. My, my brother and my dad are both Eagle Scouts. Yeah, you learn how to do this shit. Oh, but, well, that's amazing, first of all. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't do it, but they were they were very big. And like, they, I, yeah. to this day, like, they know way more shit about the kind of stuff that I ever could dream of. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I think I got to be like Heart Scout. Um, right. But, um yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing to me as somebody who, again, doesn't own guns but knows about gun safety and knows about what goes into this, seeing these people talk, and I'm like, that's not how that works. That's <laughs> not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. I mean, first of all, the, like just the way, you know, you know, when I saw the person talking about hunters use AR-15 to go hunting, like I, my eyes started twitching. I'm like, no, that's not – no, they do not. You do not use an AR-15. That's not – what are you hunting for? Like to obliterate something? That's not what you. That's not. The you're, hunting, you're hunting men. The world's most dangerous game. Right. That's like, all. That, 
That's it. <laughs> that's what that is for. That's not for. That's not a rifle for if hunting. You're an ARVP and you're going hunting. The other thing better be armed too. <laughs> right. <laughs> they started giving the deer. They started giving the, the deer dart back in the heat. We gotta at least give it a Bowie knife or something. Give it a fighting chance. Jesus. <laughs> um. And then the second thing is when when everybody talks about how the way to stop these shootings is to put more armed people into the schools. I'm always left going a couple things about this. One, like you said, we've made shooting and guns like movies, which is so interesting to see the NRA and other body making the arguments because they always talk about how they always like to blame video games and movies, but they're their uh, 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 solutions are the video game movie solution, because mm-hmm. this idea that in order to protect your family, you need to be you need to be armed, and you know somebody breaks into your house, what are you going to do? It's like, well, somebody breaks into my house, I'm trying to call the cops, because here's the thing: um, my heart is racing, my family's around, it's dark, I have to hit a moving target that might also be armed. I don't want to hit my family. Like the, the, no, the, the discussions that go, right. like, and that's the other thing is that people say, "Oh, I need for protection." If you have a gun for protection, you need one gun, right? You don't. Need, not, you don't. You don't it's need, not an AR-15. Yeah, it. Like, there's just like, who are you protecting yourself from? Like the predator? Like, what the fuck, man? I, I've I've had to draw my gun one time. Um, I don't think I've ever told the story on this air. I was living in a house. I had to be almost eight years ago now, and my and Thor was going nuts. And those who have Rottweilers, they don't bark a lot. They really do not. Everybody's always shocked by the fact that Magnus does not bark a lot. So when Thor's going nuts at one in the morning, I'm like, all right, what the hell is going on out here? So I take him out of the living room, put it in my room, and I look outside, and someone's at the door of my car. So I grab my shotgun. And I open the door and I yell. I don't point the gun at them, but I have the gun at my side. I, I, I have been shooting since I was 13 years old. I'm very fast with this action and, and this gun. I, I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking if he turns up towards me, I have to shoot because I don't know what's in his hand. He turned away from me and ran, and it was the most harrowing like 0.7 seconds of my life. I never want to go through it again. People who say, oh, if something were to happen, I want to be able to fit my family. You don't know how you're going to feel in that moment. I didn't sleep that night. Adrenaline dump. Like, I just couldn't sleep after that. It's – and for those of you who are, who are in your head, oh, I would have done this, this. No, you, it's not no. the position you want to be in. No, no. You do, first of all, it's you don't know. It's not fucking place. Unless you – like, the – I, I was going to say cops, but cops don't do this. This is why we have so many of these errant shootings because cops don't train exactly. the way this is. You got to go to the military. The reason why the military are they're so disciplined with their guns for the most part is because they're constantly training. It becomes exactly. like a nature. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do guns, but I'll talk about what I used to do when I when I trained for my Muay Thai fights before. Like people would come into the gym and they would just assume that they, oh, I can, I know how to fight. Well, have you ever trained before? No, no, but you know I'm good. And they were terrible. You get them into a ring to to to. to to uh to spar for like a you know a minute and they they adrenaline dump they don't know what to do they lock up and I'm like because it's different it's 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 super different when you're in the moment and then on top of that like and there's something else that when I used to train that it started understanding like 30 seconds is a lifetime 
yo, I have a friend who started Muay Thai training, and he was like, and we're, you know, hanging out at someone's house a couple years ago. He's like, but I can take you down. Those are, no, I wrestled for 10 years. Like, I was in all, I, I, was, I wrestled on a national level. I, I haven't wrestled in years, but there's some instinct you don't lose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't take me down. He's like, I'm wrestling, I've been doing Muay Thai for two weeks. I'm like, you can't take me down. <laughs> no. And he grabs my head and he goes, huh? I go, what? He goes, people are supposed to freak out when you got to go, yeah, I've been grabbing the head a lot. This isn't going to work out for you. Yeah, no. I ended up like, tapping my friend in the backyard. I ended up choking him out. Yeah, it's just like, hey, dude, like you, that this becomes. This my life for 10 years. Like, like that's why ex-military, when they're cussed, like, yeah, those people should be in charge. Those are the guys who train with these weapons, who know these weapons, who know these systems, and who know when force is authorized. Because the threat, the force assessment for military is so much fucking higher than it is for police. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's They have to check so many boxes before they can think about using force. Before they can point their guns at something, and, and that should be how we train cops. And if we're gonna have, if you're gonna have cops, so you should be trained. But we don't do that. So that, that so that comes back down to the whole idea of. I brought this up last last week. You know, when those resource officers didn't go in, I was like, good. They weren't prepared. Yeah. No. And do what? Right. Exactly. People are like, oh, like no, like like. So now you're gonna have a bunch of students running around frantic, and you're gonna have a bunch of scary ass resource officers with guns. Who don't know? No, they're not trained for that. They're not trained. For, I'm sorry, they're not. They're not trained for that. And you could be leading to more into life. I'm saying this as a black person who knows that cops over right now are not trained correctly to handle their fucking weapons. Correct. So, so, so all that aside, so the cops aren't. Excuse me, the cops aren't properly trained to use a weapon. Bob, from accounting, what do you think you're gonna fucking do? What are you gonna fucking do? You're going to end up shooting your own fucking family because mm-hmm. here's another thing too. So, so beyond just you needing to be able to pick out a target, shoot a target, aim down the sight and, 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 you know, and, and stop threaten somebody or stop somebody. Never threaten somebody. Well, right. So, there, well, that's a, well, I'm going to, I'm getting to this point is if it gets down to this point that you're pulling your gun out, as far as I'm concerned, it's a life or death situation, which means beside you all this, you, you got to put someone down. Sorry. It should you shouldn't clear leather before then. So so that means you're about to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You're about to take a life. That's heavy. You see that all the time. It's a crazy thing. You see it all the time in movies. The person who's never taken a life before has 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 the bad guy pointed, you know, dead to rights, and the bad guy just goes, Do it then. Pull the trigger. I can see in your eyes. You're not a killer. It's a big ask. Because it's it's a lot. You're gonna take somebody's life. People go, well, if it's them or me, it's like, I hope so. I, I would hope I would hope you had that reaction, but again, you don't know. You don't know how you're gonna be until your face. Like I didn't know what it was gonna be like uh, to to spar with somebody until I got punched in the fucking face. Like you don't know. Things don't go as fucking planned. Like what is it, uh, uh, Michael Tyson? You say everybody everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. It's like that's the thing. It's like. You don't know. You can't plan for this shit unless you train. So then you go into the idea of we got to arm the teachers. We got to arm this. We got to put more armed people. Okay, fine. You arm the teachers. That teacher has to then be trained. That means. Yo, yeah, fuck that noise. Um, maybe the solution to guns shouldn't, I don't know, give gun manufacturers more money. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, look I'm, I'm already with you. Like, it's a stupid idea. But, look, so, but you're so, saying it, let's move forward with implementation. Right. Because let's, let's, they did pass that bill on Friday. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, so we're dumb enough. So we can't go with the obvious answer, which is don't do that because we're stupid. 
So let's go into what this actually means to arm fucking teachers in the schools. That means you're not because you don't want to just arm any teacher. So now you got to do a, a psychological evaluation, which again don't matter, don't mean shit. Because here's the thing: you're only psychologically fit until you're not. So what the fuck is that going to do? You know, if I'm in a happy relationship and then all of a sudden my wife leaves me and and my dog dies and now I'm depressed and now I want to kill everybody. Guess what? You can't fucking you can't test for that shit. Or if I just wake up one day going, huh, you know what? Fuck it. I want to kill everybody. You can't test for that shit. So but whatever. We're going to do the do do the due diligence and do the psychological test. You think what kind of weapons are you going to have people uh, uh, carrying? Hmm? What kind of weapons? Because here's the thing. The, the shootings are happening with AR-15s, so you could give the teachers, uh, uh, you know, uh, handguns. But I mean, handgun versus a, a, a an AR-15, so they're probably going to want to have a couple AR-15s around. Um, so now you have the teachers who can be armed and are licensed to carry these weapons. Um, but you can't just carry a weapon, right? You have to be you have to be trained, right? Because you're in a school full of kids. So now they have to be able to train to be able to pick a target out. And be able to operate under these these these, these intense situations, who means training, and not just one training. I would say weekly or monthly training to make sure their skills are sharp. And and let's be real, what you're really doing by even suggesting arm the teachers with these pistols against what have been proven to be weapons that would outmatch most police officers is you're asking for just bullet sponges. Yes, because you're telling these these teachers, oh yeah, you're trained. And they're just gonna what swallow bullets? I, I don't get. I, I don't understand. I understand it because this is the reactionary, short-sighted, right-wing bullshit that the NRA uses to smokescreen people into believing that they we're not that bad. But I don't get it because I haven't yet to see one teacher who's like, "Give me that fucking gun." Every time I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." Like to, to a man, mm-hmm. Republicans, Democrats. Hippies, fucking ex-military. Every teacher's like, no, 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 no. No one wants this besides the NR fucking A. And let me say something else here. I don't know if we're going to get to some of the larger. We're going to talk about the corporations and their reaction to this shit. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go and do that. Let's go. Yeah. Because I want to say something that's really interesting. Because Dick's largest sporting goods retailer in the country, they changed their weapons policy. Walmart changed their policy. Kroger, who I didn't know, sold fucking guns. I, I'm, I'm, I was shocked. Well, they own, they own, I guess, a, 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 a Walmart-type store in certain uh, okay. regions of the country, and that's where the gun was sold. So I, trust me, that was when I was like, I'm clicking on this shit. Kroger sells fucking guns. <laughs> but apparently there's also Kroger's that are like Walmart super centers, where they do have a sporting goods section where they sell these type of guns. They've changed our age policy. Delta announced they were ending an NRA partnership, and the Georgia GOP came out and said, well, we're going to go ahead and take away your tax break for fuel. And Delta came back and said our values are not for sale, which, let's be real here, Delta only used that NRA benefit 16 times last year. Secondly, they put me in a weird place. This GOP fuck is a GOP fuck who's preying on the bodies of children to make score political points and increase his name before the gubernatorial race, which is going to lose to Stacey Abrams. Go vote in May, please. Um, But... I'm also against giving multi-billion dollar corporations tax breaks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not happy with how he got here. <laughs> but I am glad we're not giving the tax break. They're not going to leave. Delta's not going to leave. I don't know. Put me in a, This will put me in a weird position because I was like, he's wrong. But I got what I wanted. Right. 
Because there's no reason to give Delta tax break. There's no no reason to give Delta tax break. But they got to be they got to posture and look very 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 impressive by their statement and their refusal to capitulate to the demands of the GOP. And, and here's the other thing too about this because like I said this last week, with nothing changed the same. And you know we're seeing the protests, we're seeing these corporations step up and stuff like that. And my only reaction is people might be like, see Chris, this time is different. My only reaction is let's see where we're at in a year. Because I remember the thing that happened. The thing that happened with uh, Dix was, and this time they said it was permanent, but this, they had done this before. Yep. After and, I think it was after Newtown. Yep. And then quietly they started finding. They it back in. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like right now, it's kind of it's like the. And I love how we didn't do this, but everything kind of ties together. It's like the Oscar So White thing. Oh yeah, they're making mm-hmm. change now because it's 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 here and like they're going to be on the right side. And they're they're smart to realize that they need to be on the right side of the conversation right now. But what happens when the conversation changes to something else? What happens when we go back to focusing you on, you know, immigration or uh, health care or something else? And they can quietly bring that stuff back in because it makes them money. Like we'll see what happens. You know, I I love the fact that hey, you have these students, you know out here doing change, but I can't help it as a black person realize that you guys weren't this, you know, embracing of black people and black teens talking about violence. Like I remember what happened with in Baltimore. I remember what happened there. You know, those black kids were demonized. Like, Hey, look, I get it. I'm glad these teens are speaking out about gun violence and stuff like here. Uh, but it's, it's amazing to me seeing how quickly some of these white teens were given blue check marks and, and, and invited on the, all these shows to talk about why they were angry and things like that. And I'm like, you guys didn't do any of this for Black Lives Matter. And, or for the Dreamers. Or for the Dreamers or for any of this stuff. So, and, and that, and that kind of goes back to why I say, I still, even with all this happening, I don't believe things will change. Because, yes, they're being more open and, and, and all of a sudden the media is acting like this is new. But as a black person, I'm going, this is not new. We've been here before. The only thing that's new right now is it's got the attention right now because you got a bunch of little white kids up here, you know, saying this stuff. But listen, you know, I, we have genuinely been in this area before, and yeah. we'll see. Like, I hope I'm hope I'm wrong. I want to be seen wrong. White kids call this shit out too. No, the kids are like, "Yo, y'all don't listen to Black Lives Matter or, or or the Dreamers. You listen to us. That's fucked up." That's good. I'm glad they are at least are the aware kids of it. Like recognizing their privilege in real time. And I'm like, yo, why are the children the grown-ups? Well, it's so funny. I saw someone, some adult try to sit there and say, we shouldn't be listening to these kids. I'm like, well, the kids are only making fucking sense. And you guys are actually following a giant-ass fucking child in the White House. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he speaks on a fucking sixth-grade level. These are high schoolers. I would actually say they're more intelligent than he is. Let's hear the kids out. Because he seems to have thought about it. His opinion changes with who had dinner with him last. Right. You know, I, I'm I, like it said. It this is, but this record, this record, like it, 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 it represents what's been happening across the board with everything. Like, we keep trying to have like we need to have this gun debate. I'm like, there's no debate. Just like everything else, we know what the we know what the fucking solutions are. I'm tired of seeing and, and I'm tired of having these d- debates online. Like there have been several times I've, I've I, I try to avoid doing this, but I jump in a friend's. Uh, I'll, I'll, a friend will post something on 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 Facebook. I'll see it and ignore it. They're usually not they're not the wrong one, but then somebody will appear in their comments, and mm-hmm. I end up being and I'll it, it's like a process. I see it and I go, no, Chris, no, just go away. 
<laughs> Don't do and it. I close it down. I go somewhere else. And but then I come back, and then it's still there because the way Facebook does comments now, it's weird. It still appears, and I, I just can't, I can't escape it. And I keep seeing that post. Like it's like Facebook knows, it's like you know, you want to say something, you know, you want to. And I'll go in. There was one time when they were talking about the gun debate, and I was just like, I was like, oh well, we can't give rid of guns. We can't do that. We can't. And I'm like, well, you know, there are actually nations that say otherwise. That have done this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and it's worked literally everywhere else. Right. You know, how do you stop? It? Here's your answer. We don't want to do that. Well, then fuck you. Oh, oh, our, our culture is different than in Japan. Our culture is different than Australia. Yeah. Australia, about, yeah. You're right. They got to be in front of the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like name a country that doesn't have the gun violence we have is we're different. So then the answer is that, OK, fine. We're different. So what you're saying is the answer is not, the problem is not the guns. It's the people. Americans are the difference. If it's not take away the guns, if it's not that, because I was seeing, I, I was again some, some stupid show on New, Newsmax. I was flipping through channels, and I don't know how my my I know what it was. The power kept going out, and so I think when I hit the the turn the the, the, the channel back on, I was trying to find out find the channel. It went to Newsmax, which I just avoid to begin with. But it was some hmm. I can't remember what the name of the guy was who had a radio show on there. And he was trying to go through, he was talking about how the the dumb, the thing that kills me about this is, it's never the intellectual argument, right? It's always the dumb argument. So he's going, um, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's no, AR-15s are more regulated than pressure cookers. AR-15s are more regulated than than propane tanks. And I'm like, so are you trying to suggest that because you can use those to make a bomb, that I, if that's the case, then why are steps to take to get to bomb and right? Right. I'm like, you do realize that first of all, both of those things are not meant with this with the express purpose of making a bomb. You can I don't use even them. Have to charge an AR-15 before I can use it. Right. <laughs> like, like I had to charge my cell phone when I bought it. Right. It's like you, you, like you do realize that there are not only are there levels to that, but if somebody goes out and buys a propane tank and then buys a pressure cooker and then buys a bunch of other things, they're probably going to be on a fucking watch list. Yeah, yeah. You buy those, some of those closer to the other. Uh, you're getting a visit from our good friends, the Alphabet. Yeah. Have Have you ever Have you ever tried to buy a large amount of like uh, fertilizer? Hey man, <laughs> go buy two packs of Sudafed. Right. <laughs> you're like, like. So 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 even on that face value, their arguments don't make sense because yes, we do. I saw somebody go, "Well, you know, uh, more people get into uh, accidents with cars, and we don't regulate them." I'm like, "Motherfucker, the reason why you have seatbelts <laughs> is because <laughs> of regulations." <laughs> Motherfucker, what are you talking about? We have an I entire department. The they regulate the shit out of cars. We have we have, we have an entire department oh, built to talk about. If and, and sorry, this is a sidetrack. If you think Obama did nothing in eight years, go buy a car. They told me the miles per gallon of my new car. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, you, God bless Obama. I, I have been listening to 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 Deepop talk about this like all week. Like he has been amazed by the amount of gas he's now saving. He was literally living in the dark ages, yo. <laughs> I drove an O three Tahoe until Monday. I'm like trying to sell it now. I'm like, who would buy this shit? I'm like, fuck you! I got no fucking car. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh but no i mean it, it's like like 
So this idea that somehow guns are, are not as regulated, like you see people say things like that. It's like, well, the Second Amendment. I was like, yeah, it's called an amendment because you can change the Constitution. It was ch- the Second I, Amendment did not say that it ensured individual right to own firearms until 2006. And that's another thing too. Yes, was this bullshit? It was. It was meant for a well armed militia. Pretend like we like me and Chris ain't smart and shit. It's it's it's. I think this has the, been the problem that has that has that has plagued me with our political discussion. Man, since I've been I've been getting into politics since uh Bush. It's just I'm okay with having the debate on certain things. Mm-hmm. But these aren't debates anymore. At this point we're now having conversations where people are deb- debating facts. They're debating, you know, the sky is no longer blue. Up is no longer up, down is no longer down. And we're supposed to treat it all the same. And it's, and it's like we're fighting. We're not making any progress. Like, even the whole idea behind the thing, like, people, I'll see people on, on the news going, well, you know, well, progressives just think that they can just keep pushing us more to the left. And, and, that, and I'm like, well, think about what the base of that word is. It's called progress. Pushing us to the left means, like, when we have these debates about certain things, I, I think that, like, let's take healthcare for an instance, right? The debate of healthcare always, always, drives me crazy because when the media covers it, they cover it like there's two equal sides. And don't cover the sides where they are. It's like there's one side that believes that more people, we should ensure as many people as possible and make sure as many people have access to health care as not. The other side basically says that we want, we're cheap fucks and we don't want that. Fuck the pores. That is the, that is the two sides. And when you, they're not equal. They're not equal. <laughs> they're, they're not equal at all. It's not even fucking close. Because you realize that the two sides of this argument are we should re- regulate guns better and or remove them altogether. And there's a, there is the other side of the argument is the pro dead little kids. That's it. Like the other side of the argument is pro dead children. The, the, the abortion argument is we should let women decide what they want to do and let families decide on their own, what they want to do with their bodies and, 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 and their reproductive health. And the other side is we should let a bunch of white men decide for women what to do with their bodies. That is the argument. Like, we, we need to, like, at this point, I, I am fine with, if we start having more nuanced conversations over on the, the, the left the left side of that debate on, like, hey, what's the right term limit for having abortion and things like, like, that that's fine. My problem is that we're still trying to have these arguments like the other side has a valid point, and they don't. This is not me, this is not me saying I don't believe that conservatives you know, don't have some good points here and there. But on these issues, they do not. There is no good point on that side. And to debate that at this point is bullshit. The The debate over the LGBTQ community is either you allow people to live their lives and be who they, they want to be, or you don't. That is it. There's no other side in here. Every other thing they put on that other that right side there is bullshit. Uh, this new thing that they I don't know if you heard the thing that came out of Kansas. Kansas COP votes against transgender people, uh, part of cons- uh, vote, vote against tr- transgender people. I think they voted basically to not allow them to have. Uh, let me see. see. Uh, the Kansas Republican Party last week approved a resolution that opposes all efforts to validate g- transgender identity. And what a leading LGBT uh, activist group said is part of a concerning and unacceptable uh, trend in a nationwide anti trans sentiment. At uh, the state party's annual meeting in, in uh, Wichita, 
Uh, on February 17th, the Kansas Republican Party approved a resolution entitled Regarding Human Sexual Identity and a, sta- a Stance Against Medical Treatments. Transgender is an umbrella term used to describe a person whose gender expression is different than the sex they are assigned at birth. Some, not all transgender people, decide to undergo medical procedures such as a hormone treatment and surgery to make their body conform to their gender identity. The resolution stated that the party recognizes the, identi- the dignity of every human being, including those that identify as LGBT. But affirm God's design for gender as a determined by, uh, as determined by biological sex and not by self uh, perception, and opposes all ev- efforts to invalidate transgender identity. The first part of that resolution is 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 invalidated by the rest of the sins. You do not recognize the dignity of every human being if you then, at the 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 end of it, say, we oppose all efforts to validate transgender identity hmm. you see the um, the CMAs had Mike Huckabee added I guess Mike Huckabee was named to like the Bordeland CMAs and the, the Country Music Award Association booted him within 24 hours yep. because of the number of people on there who were offended by his very very uh, addition yes policies like this aren't going to stand this whole like oh when you get back to the old time Guess what? Every country in the world that's developed is more progressive than us. Progressive means moving forward. And this is the part that, I, I, I again, always drives me crazy when I see the media, the cable media, talking about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys do, you guys are talking about progressives like it's not progress. Like progress. these are the two sides. That's it. Either you're for supporting uh, the LGBTQ community or you're not. Either you're for um, supporting uh, immigrants, or you're not. Either you're you're for more people getting covered in health insurance, or you're not. That's it. Like people go, oh, you know, uh, the left they eventually want universal health care, and you know we just can't stand for that. And the media goes, well, you know, that's a good point. Oh, no, it's not a good point. Like, no, it's not. That's just talking. That uh, uh, universal health care basically means more people covered. Mm-hmm. We that everybody has a right to health care. How are you opposed to that? How are you opposed to that? How are you opposed to everyone having a right to basic health care? How are you considering yourself to be like that? That's just it. You know, like people, it was always funny when, you know, talk about the Bernie Sanders stuff. People would get, oh, so you're against you for the health care. It's like, no, that's not what I'm against. I'm, I just want the, I just want the plan. I'm for it. Let's do it. But like, how's the plan to get it actually passed in this country? Because right now you have to deal with the idea that other people haven't understood that the other side is not to cover people. And until people realize that, like I, that's what I want. The, that's where that's what we'll get. That's when I'll start feeling like progress has actually been made in this country when we start actually having the conversations in the context that they are. Either Black Lives Matters to you, and that's fine, or they don't. If you see your Black Lives Matter, and you get, you know, you you get this anger inside of you, you feel opposed to it, you disagree with it. Well, then what you're saying to me is black lives don't matter. That's it. That's it. And it's racist. Like, that's the that's the choice. We keep giving people on the right this out. Going back uh, again, this entire show has been basically circling back, you know, and, and, and related to each other. You know, Michael Steele. Like you like you were you were you play cover. Because they think that because it was so funny is we've always said this. I wish this is a black Republicans. They say the Democratic Party uses black people and uses them as tokens. And I'm like, what do you think you are? 
<laughs> you're literally a token. You're literally a token. And then when shit comes down, you find out that, yeah, yeah, you know, I was a token. They just hired me. To do- yeah, motherfucker. You're talking about everybody else, but that's literally what you were doing. Like, oh, the love lets to throw around the word term like racism. Well, because you motherfuckers are, you're racist. Steve Scalise went to a, a KKK meeting. Like, these motherfuckers are racist. They are. And so, well, because people want to find all the reasons that they aren't racist, where because white people want to avoid that label, but race infects and informs everything in this fucking country. This is a country that helped invent the idea of whiteness. So, the idea that, so, why don't you take race out of it? Well, you first, motherfucker. You, you set the rules. Yeah, you know? we're just playing your game. You don't like the fact that the rules you set put you at the, you guys look like the assholes. On the, on the game that you built, on the rules that you understood, now that we understand the rules, we're like, hey, you've been cheating this whole time. Right, right. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll stop cheating now. So, so you're going to turn your chips in? Oh, fuck no. No, no. We get to keep our chips. We get to keep our chips. Right, keep those. You know? You know, you, you, the, and, 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 and we need to stop uh, uh, bullshitting around with these... Um, the, the, these bullshit attempts to 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 paint them as uh, a different different argument, like so so they they'll paint the uh, uh, just for record, uh, which which uh, which races of uh, religious leader died this week was it Billy Graham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him, fuck him. Um, so so people are like, oh, why fuck him? Just a quick, just Google the Billy Graham rule. Yeah, it's the same rule Mike Pence follows as far as being alone with a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, America's best ass. Yeah. But like this is this is what they do. They they start changing the rules so that they're the victim. So when it comes to LGBTQ rights, it then becomes well, no, we're not homophobic, transphobic, and just completely against the community. It's about our religious freedom. Because you, you heard always... it on the on the clip with Michael Steele. Yeah. Their the the their freedoms always trump everybody else. So, uh, their 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 white religious freedom trumps because it, it. I'm sorry, white Christian religious freedom. Because God, because God forbid, it, this is if 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 uh, some Muslims did half the shit that Christians in this country did, who we wouldn't we wouldn't be we wouldn't have a relig- we wouldn't have a religion in this country. Oh, it would be wiped out. Oh, it, 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 we'd be wiped out. It'd be wiped out. Like people would be like, "Oh no, no, we're getting rid of religion right now." But you know, whatever. Um, no, when it comes to racing, like you said with the the Michael Steele thing, uh, when it comes to guns, it's the Second Amendment trumps everything else. The Second Amendment trumps, you know, your kids going to school being safe. Because again, and you know, when this guy talked about this last week with Rich and Deep on bringing up, like we're the generation of Columbine, and twenty years later, it's just gotten worse, way worse. We're the generation that, you know, grew up really thinking that hey, somebody could walk into our school with a trench coat, with with a with an AR fifteen. That never crossed my mind going to school. Like, honestly, I'll be honest. I graduated high school in two thousand three. Someone walking into my classroom. With a gun in high school, never crossed my mind, and now my nephew takes active shooter drills. Yeah, we are the. This is the generation ahead of us. Is or can largely be said is the first one in a very long time to leave things worse than they found them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they, they like to blame the millennials, but you look at what they did with um, being able to go to college while working at a diner and paying for it all in full. You talk about um, the credit that was afforded to them, that was extended to them, the, the, the economy that was given to them and what they've done with it. People blame millennials, but hey, we're just, we didn't start the fire. No, no, the, it's the baby boomers. boomers. Yeah. You guys, they, they ruined this. They ruined the American dream. And now they're saying, well, millennials, figure it the fuck out. And blaming us for not, not doing it. That's why Chris and I have 17 hustles. Yeah. You know, what the hell? Like, it's, 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 it's fucking bullshit. So. Anyway, so Uber has to exist and people make $3 an hour on it. Oh, I saw that. I, oh, dude, I Yo, saw that. That's another one. That's told you, motherfuckers. I told you Uber and Lyft and this gig bullshit is not as good as you think it is. There is a dark side. And lo and behold, here the fuck it is. Yeah. They're, they It came out that they're basically making way below minimum wage at like three. Three. Right. Between gas and upkeep in your car? I was about to say, yeah. Because that, that's the thing that the people never thought about when it came to the, the, being an Uber. You now have to maintain your car. and there are, there are car standards now. My O3 Tahoe would not have qualified to be an Uber. Mm-hmm. $500, seriously. If you want to uh, O3 Tahoe, $500. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. It's it's crazy. It's, it's just, oh, man. Anyway, folks, we're going to end on that one. I'm not even going to do uh, – I have some other stuff. I'm not even going to do it. We just talked for two and a half hours. I didn't know – I just looked down at the time. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's just, why we don't have plans. Right. Just like, just, fuck. Yeah. We just, this, is what, this, is what, this is what happens when you don't do show – this is why people do show notes. <laughs> Makes yeah. me get everything. This is why I do show notes. Right, yeah. right. But, no, it was great. Um, like I said, we are going to be back – we're break next week because we're going to – and we'll see everybody who's going to come to the uh, Wrinkle on Time thing. Um next week and then we'll be back with Rod and Karen and they say check you'll hear me and Deepom on uh UD Pod tomorrow and Super Tuesday stuff. What else you got coming up on, on UD Pod? I know you you have the dope talk with uh Karen. Uh any other ones you got uh planned? I've got a couple planned. I don't want to announce them cuz like uh, schedules are always weird, but the dope talk series have been well received um of the two people. I would say they've both gotten the dope talk bump since then. Uh students had more pieces appear in the Washington Post. And I can't really improve on their podcast numbers, but I'm going to take any any uptick I'm claiming. Um, and with Matt, look, I'm a proud big brother. Chris told you how dope the product is. Get lost. Give it a shot. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have a lot more people on uh, in the coming months. I'm excited because Dope Talk is a project that I kind of, like, bandied about last year in my own head. And this year I decided to just go on and do it. And their stuff has been great. So everyone who's listening, thank you for listening. Make sure you stay tuned to UD Pod. Make sure you, make sure you subscribe to our individual feeds, the best way to get all the individual podcasts and make sure you go premium. Cause I know that there are certain numbers out there that, uh, uh, to be on some ice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we, we, and we have a new thing from bringing another premium stuff. We have a new way. So if you want to, uh, get premium, but don't want to do PayPal, there's now a way to do that. Just go to the site, go to the MTR premium, um, page and you'll be able to sign up without using, um, well, I haven't used PayPal, so we can do that as well, and uh, we're keeping an eye on the numbers. But thank you for everybody signed up. Also, uh, about subscribing to other feeds, um, like I said, each, each feed has its own thing. We just put something out for the award show stuff that only comes on the MT, uh, the movie trailer reviews feed. Um, I was trying to figure out what we're going to do for ca- for Character Corner. And uh, Deepam and I, we're not going to announce it right now. If you were on Twitter, you saw it go down a little bit, the, the, the early, early stages of it. But we have some ideas for what we're going to do for the Character Corner feed. Uh, and I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be fun. And hopefully that'll come around this summer. 
Uh, so just keep an eye out for that. So make sure you subscribe to all that stuff. Uh, right now, Batman and we're doing an MCU, um, uh, a, a MCU talk coming up this month. So they'll be coming out March and in, in, in April. So keep keep an eye out for, eye out for those. And yeah, folks. Um, again, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you guys for being subscribers. Thank you guys for for doing this. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/MTR Network. Got lots of coming out on there. And um, yeah, folks. Thank you guys. Till next time. We're out of here. Peace.